This episode of Limit Break Radio Reset is supported by our generous Twitch subscribers, including Wyatt Turk, Passan Kongol, and J.M. Jaden. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio Reset, visit twitch.tv slash limitbreakradio and drop us a sub. That's my little jingle. That's my new jingle. <laughs> 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 episode two. I mean, we're at episode two now. This is our second monthly re- limit break reset. We are here talking about cool stuff. Hi guys, thanks for coming. It's cool. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Yay, we have uh, we have people. We have a whole thirty-nine people watching us. Thank you to these thirty-nine people who know that LPR still survives. It still breathes. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. It's on life support. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't remember the order we normally do this crap, but uh, we're we're here now, and I'm just going to flip over to the studio because the current graphic on the screen is really ugly. So there it is, and here's our cool faces. Um, Hi, everyone. Here we are. We do faces. This is a thing. Apparently, this people didn't know we were still around. We are, and we're here, and I'm here. I am Nika Kayanian, as I hope. Most of you know or don't know, but that's cool too. Um, and uh, I'm here, of course, with my permanent co-host, Juxtaposition. How's it going? Hello, it's going good. How are you? And uh, our, I don't know what to call Strife. He's something to our show, but he's here. So we've got Strife Lightshade, of course. Welcome. He's welcome the back. affiliate. You're the affiliate. And I, uh, you know, I'm slowly turning this more into Nika and Friends raid time. I seem to be doing that more and more every time. As I have another member of my raid group here with us, Dante Osaka from Gilgamesh. What's up, man? So he's uh, going uh, good. He's, uh, he's here with us today, too. So we're here to talk about the 4.5 patch as i'm sure all of us have been doing nothing but playing this right except for me because i've been really sick so i'm gonna default i'm gonna default to you guys for some of this because i have been like really sick i didn't go to work for i shouldn't have gone to work for multiple days i only didn't go for one day and i was really sick and it was bad and i got some kind of virus where i like can't breathe half the time and it's really fun so totally perfect for playing this game and streaming and doing a podcast it's amazing so that's what's been happening um this is a spoiler episode so for those of you who know how lbr normally works we normally wait some time do the spoiler episode but because we are currently a monthly podcast that is not the way we're doing things anymore so if you have not done the five story quests it takes 20 minutes to complete (laughs) you could probably go do them and come back before we actually get into the story talk go do that and come back because this will be a spoiler episode if you don't want spoilers get the fuck out if you're fine with spoilers 
hell out and please stay with us. Okay. I think Scur just you know, Skuro says he hasn't given a shit about the MSQ since five one, which isn't out yet. So that's interesting. Uh, that, that means he's a hipster, okay? Wow, he's traveling forward in time, man. You know what's yeah. gonna come in five one. I got Doctor Who watching that stream. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if you want to join us in the studio, our studio is on Sargatana's server, um, and the Goblet Fifth Ward Plot Thirty. It's the Southeast Teleport. It's really easy to get there. Um, hopefully, you know, once we get the world visit, we'll have more people in studio. Maybe. I don't know. That's come on. I, maybe not. I'm hoping that we'll get more people in studio once the world visit thing comes out. Uh, but we know that hasn't launched yet. Um, otherwise, I think that's about all we have for ourselves news. Unless anyone has anything cool and important to say about yourself. <laughs> nope. Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. All right, then let's see uh, what's been going on in the news in the realm of FF14. Production noises. Production noises. All right, there was enough silence that if I get production noises, I can add them in. Okay, so there are winners for a contest I was not aware actually happened. How could you not be aware of the wonderful Starlight Scenarios comic contest, Nika? Of what? There was a All comic contest. A comic yeah. contest? <laughs> there was a Starlight Scenarios comic contest. Well, apparently there are winners. Yeah, so... and you got like... I'll pull some of the stuff up on the screen here, I guess. Um, are they in order of winners, or are they just in order of like how they were posted? They're just in no order. They're, they're in winners, no, though. They're in I mean, no they're order, like but these are winners. Part. Okay, so like, let's click on the first person and see what kind of comic thing. It's okay, so it's like a, like a comic strip. So Okay, a visit to old friends. Put it on the stream. It's on the stream. It okay, is on the stream. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. All right, see, this Those has no words, so I don't know what's happening. This person's talking to this person, and they're, this person looks like they don't give any fucks, and now they're looking at Harshafont's shield, and this is Mary Starlight. It's a visit to old friends. Sure. Oh. Ooh. One year resub. One year resub. That's what's Thank up. you, Steel Rain, for the one year resub. All right, let's look at this one. Okay. Okay, this no, one you is... see, the other one was like supposed to be emotional because he's going back to everyone. Yeah, that's, but it, it, it was like, hard to follow because there wasn't and... any words. Okay. And uh, uh, you could tell that it was very important because it was copyrighted by Square Enix. Super, super important copyright stuff. That's a thing that you have to care about. All right. So this says, yay, I finally got the tree and the present set up. Now I can tend to some other chores in the meantime. Is that rustling I hear? Charlie, no. What are you doing? I guess Charlie says pet Namazoo. And it says, okay. I was looking for my present. Yes, yes. Happy Starlight, Eorzean. I don't know. It's kind of cute. Nika. He's, he, they, they position the Namazu guy in the present. Yes, we know. <laughs> Most people spend this game taking screenshots. We can move on now. It's awful. I'll Nika. just look at a couple more. Like, I would be sad if one of your kids like made that comic, okay? I don't know if I'd be sad. Yeah, if a five-year-old came up with that, that'd actually be pretty cute. But I don't know how old this person was. I'm assuming they're older than five. All right. A divine starlight as told by Poki Yoake. Every FC has timeless starlight traditions that bring them closer together. Do we have any of those? The LVR FC? Do we have any of those? No? No. Do you have an FC? We, we do. Oh, an FC? Yeah, that apparently, I think a Nero still owns it. We have a free company, free company, yes. I need to try to get that from him. Anyway, up on the housetop, click, click, click. Like dancing, eating together. And Santa brawling. They're 
fighting in Santa outfits? Okay, and they said, okay, maybe that's just us. But either way, it doesn't matter how you spend the holidays as long as you never forget to bask in the starlight. So is there like a theme of like it has to be, because it's the starlight celebration, but like, do you have to say the word starlight in your comic somewhere? Yes. You do? I mean, probably not. The other comic didn't have any words at all. That's true. But it did say Mary Starlight in the very last one. Once again, I'm celebrating Starlight by myself, stuffing my face with donuts. Oh, that's sad. This is good. Yeah. All right. Can we? This is the last one. This is the last one. No, I can't keep doing this. Surely this is the perfect time of year to make some friends. Wow. This person's forever alone. I feel bad. How do I walk up and ask people to be my friends? They're going to think I'm a weirdo. How about these snowmans? Because they can't say no. <laughs> it literally Ooh. says, not like you can refuse. It's getting dark. <laughs> says, oh, and, oh, and then more people started joining them at the snowman. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. Anyway, so I don't know. I'm not entirely sure the point of this contest, but there's a lot of winners. There's like, you know, I only clicked on four, but there's, you can see all these beautiful winners up on the stream. Say congrats if you see any of your friends on this list. Or don't, or cry for them. That's cool, too. Um, but, yeah. Oh, okay, no. This this contest had one point for Skrill to say the only smart thing he's ever said in his life. He says, quote, these are legitimately horrible. They they are kind of horrible. Yes, Tanya, we are live. Why would this be a repeat? We just gave the winners of the, uh, <laughs> the most recent amazing Square Enix contest. Nika, don't lie. This is actually pre-recorded. Okay, we're pre-recording our future reactions to comments that hadn't happened in the chat yet. That's a good idea. It's um, called being good, Nika. You should try it. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, we also have uh, new uh, cash shop stuff from the holiday. All right, I guess I need to put this back up on the screen. Hello. All right, yeah, so for those of you who it, did Nika. not get the, uh, the bear from the previous uh, Starlight, stuff the bear and the little tiny tree are now available i think the f this like food and yule log thing are new i don't recall seeing those before um and like this po the poster on the left i already have the poster on the right oh it's the orchestrian role the starlit <laughs> gateway orchestrian role i don't know if that was already available or if that's new too nice five dollars for a shitty mp3 yeah here's all the prices twelve dollars for that mount $5 for everything else. Jesus. No, $3 for this scroll. But they are doing winter sale. And for once, we're not too late to talk about this cool winter sale. Um, it's from December 25th to January 28th. They are doing a sale on all this cool Carbuncle stuff. Look, all the Carbuncle stuff is like a few dollars off. Wow. Yeah. Although, wait a second. Oh, that must say $16. It really looks like it says $10 and then crossed off to say $12.60. <laughs> but I think that probably says $16 and the cross just makes it look like it says $10. Neat observation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, I don't know. And then there's new... Um, oh, you can buy these emotes now that are also already in the game, but now you, I think... Weren't they? these dan Are these dances new? I don't no, know. No, these are new dances. Their dances are new? Okay. Yeah. That dog no, lamp, though, right. I already have that. So that was in it. Yeah, that's old shit. From yeah, from last, last year. year's New Year's thing. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, that's cool. And that stuff is apparently not on sale, though. So even though this is it, part of the post that says, hey, look, stuff is on sale, this stuff is not. So go pay full price for it. That's yeah, the Carbuncle stuff has 
overinflated due to the supply, so they need to remove that shit as fast as possible. So that's why that's on. See, how come I didn't get the carbuncle slippers with my real life carbuncle slippers? Like that's bullshit. I should have got a code. Because at the time, I don't think they actually had the in-game item. Well, Pretty sure. really? they should. Because you got your slippers in 2016, right? No, the carbuncle slippers I got at this fan fest. You also the one at 2016. I got the Moogle slippers. Ah, uh, my mistake. Uh -huh. And the yeah. Moogle slippers you actually get from the Moogle Beastman Tribe quest. So I already had those in the game by the time I got them in real life. These carbuncle slippers I bought at the fan fest like a couple months ago, and there was no code for these slippers. So okay i'm sad i think that's all the news though other than uh the patch dropped which is going to be our discussion oh yeah other today. other than the major patch that dropped yeah but like well, that's also our discussion it's also our discussion yeah. though right. so like i'm just trying to figure out if there's anything else exciting news wise happening oh look our christmas tree's still up in our house <laughs> it's gonna be up for a long time it probably will be until next christmas the tree that we just put there to randomly take a picture and then forgot it was there yeah okay cool um, that was the news. Our awesome winners say congrats to all your friends because I know congrats, all your, you all your friends were the ones that entered. You um, spent more than five minutes on that. Good job. So the patch has been out for almost two weeks now. Um, so I'm hoping everyone has done the story because once again, this is a spoiler episode. It says spoilers in the title and I'm telling you it's spoilers now. So if you don't want to know what happens in the five story quests, go do them and come back. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about the MSQ, <laughs> and I'm going to try not to die. I don't have many story points for this, so if anyone has a kickoff point, feel free to take it from me. Um, other than I felt that this MSQ was really short. That's my first thing I'm going to say. I, I, I didn't think it was that short. Really? I, I just thought that the, I thought it was about the normal length for a, a dot five patch, like the last patch, but I did think that the ending of it and the way they transitioned was really poor. Like I, feel, I can't agree to. Yeah, I, I feel like it was just a lot of people are, are saying like everyone got blue balled because right at that pivotal moment where Alize, you know, goes down and then you go back to the Rising Stones or whatever to like check everything out to like come back later. That's literally how it ends. Just hey, can you come yeah, back later? Yeah, and that's why I was like, wait, that's it. I was just kind of sitting yeah, there. It was so. just a weird moment to cut. But it wasn't, it didn't feel like an exciting cliffhanger. It didn't feel like this huge thing just happened. Oh my God. It was this weird moment where it's like this huge thing has happened. Okay. Now let's have you walk over here and talk to some people and okay. Come back later. They clearly missed Zenos just walking. Oh, that's right. Just walking. He's not doing anything. He's, he's just going out for so, a walk. Well, so let's... Can, we, can we talk about how amazing Solace's like walk is though, where he puts his arms up? And everything yeah like that was fucking amazing he's just like uh, yeah well well now we know the answer to why he is so young he's been producing multiple copies of his young self and then soul ju body jumping as his body expires oh yeah thanks for the host that's cool um so i mean because i know the big thing last time was like isn't solace like a million years old why is he even alive why does he not look like an old man why does he look like this now we know why he's been creating body it's because he's cloning himself he's cloning himself so yeah. i mean i guess that was a cool like twist sort of um i don't know so i'm really trying to figure out the whole point of like slowly knocking out the scions one by one until just the warrior of light is left i'm assuming that like we're not gonna get this uh sleepy treatment because you know we'll just go to sleep and then we'll just wake up and it's like oh hey the battle's over guys well, well we can't sleep because we have to throw wide the gates throw wide yes. the gates 
Yeah, that's. I have a the theory. calamity is. I, what's your theory, every, Dante? What's your theory? Okay, I. Okay, so, at this point, basically everyone is assuming Heidelin may not be all that good. Uh-huh. My theory is she may be trying to pull a Noah's Ark situation. We're like, okay, you're. I like you. Let, let me just pull your soul oh. over here. And then everyone else can just kind of die. Would that be cool? So you think Heidelin is plucking our souls because we are special and she's keeping us to repopulate the world after everybody dies. (laughs) I think Evangelion, anyone? Evangelion? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if they're going to pull an Eva on this, but I mean, uh, the other theory is that, you know, it could be whatever the entity is that's doing this. It could be the reason that those people are being removed from the equation is that, originally we didn't do something like we didn't throw wide the gates and it's because these people interfered like these people would have stopped us and that's why they're falling asleep leaving souls leaving their body or if you want to believe in like the timey-wimey thing it could be like uh we're getting trained or a parallel world maybe we're getting transported somewhere else like our souls like i don't know there's so many there's no way to know i really feel like everything hinges on the last patch or the full trailer maybe for Shadowbringers will give us more info, something. Speaking of theories, if anyone in the chat wants to call in, you can call in through Discord only. Just send a message to the uh, LBR Calls channel and we will uh, hopefully get some calls this time. We didn't have any last time, but anyway, continue. Sorry. Dante, I think you were going to say something. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I can kind of agree too because uh, when it's one thing I've learned playing Square Enix games over the year. You never know what's going to happen. Sometimes I really think some guy's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we do this? Yeah, let's do that. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we do that? Yeah, let, let, let's do that too. So it's really See, hard I to I want to believe gonna... you, but like, let's look at 14's track record. Like, some of it is fairly predictable. I mean, I think we're all still mad about how none of the Scions actually died, and now they're like, falling asleep but we know none of them are actually <laughs> dying so like yeah. Papalimo I mean I'm surprised they actually killed Papalimo at least as I'll far as we know there was never a body there was never a body I'll say this every, Papalino. <laughs> every every FF14 expansion it does feel from my perspective that story wise they start out extremely predictable and they slowly loosen that up a little bit like, I don't think, but it's not always a success. Like, look at Heavensward. Like, in the middle of it, there's suddenly, like, the Warriors of Darkness, like, completely came out of left field, that whole storyline. But then it just kind of ended. And it was like, oh, that we went, that went nowhere. It just gave us some, like, backstory to the Asians and, like, their plot, but it didn't really progress anything. And then True. suddenly now we're back on the main path. And it's like, okay, so that was neat that they branched out, but they didn't really do anything with it. So, like, I don't know. Sometimes Square Enix is unpredictable, but even when they are, it falls flat. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it does sound like we're going back to how like the worlds are falling and gods are important and stuff, which is like, and I think that's exciting. It is. Cause that's what I've been complaining yeah. about since the, since we learned about the other worlds is that, you know, right. we, we learned about them. We learned that there's like bad shit happening on them, but you know, we're just going to go worry about the plights of one little country on one cool. world. I think it's just that, you know, that, the symptom of, uh, you know, your your local problems are always more important in, in that moment in time because they're the immediate threat, right? I mean, think about it. For a, for an individual, the plight of the universe seems very big picture, whereas uh, your country about to be attacked and or enslaved seems like kind of a big deal. I mean, that's true, but I feel like us as the warrior of light and also on the, the source world, I feel like we have, I don't know, like a different perspective or we should have a different perspective. But no one, but no one gave us 
any information except the Warriors of Darkness, and they were really vague. It's not like Heidelin came down and was like, you, my champion, you must, you must go and do this. There's no direction. That's true. We're she just to- told us, and she's like, yeah. by the way, we've got your girl, I've got your girl's body, and <laughs> bye! See you again. Yeah. We're just like pretty much. Oh, yeah. Okay. If it if it was if there was a moment like I'm not saying it would be good storytelling. I'm just saying if there was a moment where someone came over and instructed us to do it, our character would do it. But unfortunately it seems like the style of storytelling we have with the whole silent protagonist, very much the story doesn't move for the main character unless someone leads him along the way. So I don't think we can expect our character to suddenly make a decision to go off and do something without a prompt basically yeah. like in other stories like in other stories especially single player games where you have an individual who has a name and he's not silent and he has his own personality you know he'll go off and make decisions and just do stuff but in a japanese you know role playing game where you have a silent protagonist almost always there's a plot device or some sort of lead in where a third party leads him to make a decision well yeah you're just talking about how the failures of the silent protagonist genre is i mean Pre- i'm i'm saying called- we're in that you can't fault 14 for that. No, no, I'm not faulting 14 specifically. I'm just saying we have to recognize that that's the genre we're in and that we can't expect our our main character, our characters to suddenly stand up and make a random decision out of nowhere without any prompt. It's well, just I don't not know. You seem out. to randomly go to Ulda and learn how to be a blue mage recently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, well, there was there was a guy selling some shifty stones, and we had to check it out, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's yeah, definitely definitely check it out. We can learn it. We have to learn it. Yeah, because that was a direct challenge. And then, and then, like, oh. and then yeah, he hurt our pride, man. He was like, he was like, oh, I would let you join the carnival, but you don't really know enough spells. And you're like, well, I'm gonna learn a fucking ton of spells. Yeah, you did that. So yeah, your silent protagonist <laughs> prompted himself to be the bigger man. So yeah, Tec- technically it was the lines of uh, the other guy. I forget his name, but it was it was his lines to like tell us to go out and learn more skills before we can do anything. So I'll- you know, I've yeah. never really thought of it in that way, but you're right. Although I feel like it's hard for it would be hard for an MMO to not act in this way. But you're right. No, you, yeah. You pretty much have to do the silent protagonist, or alternatively, your character can never be a big deal. Your story, right. the story, and the MMO would have to be about other people. And you're just like kind of there. It's really, yeah. It's, then you it's fall into the destiny trap, yeah. or any trap. I mean, WoW does that too. Like, so does I think uh, Guild Wars maybe. I, yeah, I think that. that See, was this another. is why you're our WoW correspondent. <laughs> I was just giving examples. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but, because I, I mean, it it really sucks because I feel like they have painted our Warrior of Light to be pretty much all powerful like we are the bee's knees right like nobody is better than us yet yeah, we're okay we don't get to make our own decisions and they sometimes they do a good job of making it seem like it was our choice like the whole nodum stuff i remember feeling like hey this was me i'm the one who like led us all the victory and i'm the leader now but like even still we have to default to other people to like tell us our decisions are okay and so it just yeah, like the political decision that's always been Alfie now, for example, for yeah. how we move from one step to the next. It's never been the warrior of light. But, see, who, but been... who's not sleeping right now? Uh, Kryl. Yeah, Kryl. Okay, we've got Kryl. Do we have Yuri Anje or is he sleeping? No, he, he fell asleep. He yeah, fell asleep a long time ago? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yuri Anje was one of the first to fall asleep. You think he was the end of the last patch, 4-4. Okay. So I'm just. I think it's just Kryl that's. It's just once all of these people are gone, like we have to make our own decisions. Like, we're inexorably they're pushing all the science out of the way so we can uh, be our own, our our own own person in uh, in Stormbringers. And 
every every fucking expansion transition they're like wait these signs are in the way they're too important we need to make you see more important it's like i really do wish well, yeah, every expansion they pick a couple silence to like pick off so like i thought lsa would have a lot more you know i'm surprised they ended up knocking her out too oh lise is still awake that's true but so, she's no longer a sign anymore yeah but uh, but she does have a lot of political what, pull and power right now so like what it, what about the side characters like ukulele, like the little dude with the Asian robe? They Who? have never pulled him from into the, the main room? story, though. Boring triad from the I'm sorry, he's triad. from Heaven's War. We don't talk about him in here. And That's what I'm saying. Technically, technically, they could bring him in. The I mean, MSQ. They could. They've Why? never mentioned him in the MSQ, though. He's literally just there to be right. Yuri Andre's replacement when Yuri Andre is not there. That's um, what it sounds like, yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, yeah, so what you're right. We're involved. The other Echo guy. <laughs> Oh, he does have the echo, doesn't he? Yeah, but he yeah. just kind of stands there. I think he's just standing there in the storyline. So, like, not doing like he is there, right? Yeah, but they don't. He's supposed to be with Fortola, though. Is he fighting Asana? primals. Oh no, he heard... is. He is. You're right. Remember that? Like, we talked about this a couple of times before, where they had those stories um, where Arnvald and Fortola are doing things. Yeah, that's where he was last in the story. So he's and like I using his in... powers to do that with her yeah, fake in... echo and. Yeah, in game, if you talk to him as an NPC since then, I think he only has a couple vague lines and nothing, nothing uh, intriguing. You know who would be awesome if we still had her was Yasail, but you know. Who? Oh, Nar- Nar- Narnan in the chat says he's asleep according to the Roganin at the end of the 4-5 patch. Maybe I missed that. Is I usually he? talk to most of the, I talk to most of the NPCs, but maybe I missed Me that Me too. One. I missed that too. Oh, oh. yeah, maybe because oh, uh, I'll have to check that now. Because technically, we know that when the voice comes, people hear it. Like, all of the Scions hear it regardless of where we are in the world. We don't have to be in the same room. Um, so, because, like, when Alphino fell asleep, it happened after we had also heard a voice. Um, so maybe Ehrenfeld also fell asleep during that maybe. time that Alphino or Alice did? Maybe. I wonder if Minfilia is asleep right now. No. Minfilia is Heidelin. She's not. Exactly. Oh, you think Heidelin's asleep? What if she's asleep? I mean, maybe. I mean, who do we... Are there any theories floating out there about who is the voice? Uh, There was Uh, a theory about... There was a theory for a while that it was Alfino because it sounded like uh, the same voice actor. No, like, but with a filter on his voice. I it thought like it was, uh, and then the other other theory was the Warrior of Darkness. Warrior of Darkness, yeah. Yeah, the main main guy. Yep. Especially Those with the, the name like Shadow Bringers, like, oh, we're gonna bring the shadow. I wonder who can give us right. some shadow and darkness. Hmm, right. I the I, I think the Alfino theory died down during this patch when they saw the Alfino got knocked out, then they were like, Oh they're like, Oh, well, maybe it's not. But then there's also the theory that it's all timey wimey, so it could be one of them one of the scions in the, in the from the future or, like talking back to us back, telling like, us that we like, need to do you shit. Do, throw wide the gates. Whatever you <laughs> maybe do. the tattoos fake and it'll disappear. No, that can't be it. What? It's that not the first storm. time we've been. Lady it's not the first red, time we've been. Remember oh. that debacle? Yeah. Oh my god. The dancer it's in not, red. It's not the. Uh, it's not the first time that. Uh, you know, we did some time time travel in the game. I mean, we got thrown forward from one o to two o five years into the future, right? So there's nothing to say that that's not going to happen again. Well, or, I don't know if that counted as time travel. I think it was just supposed to be a couple years later. Uh, no. no, you uh, saw Louis Suarez send our whole party into the future, and then we rode out on chocobos that we found somehow. We were actually <laughs> sent in the future. I thought it was just yeah. supposed to be that years well, went by in between. How do we survive the uh, mega flare, Nika? No, Louis Suarez transported us. I didn't think it was like 
through time. I thought it was like through a protecting safe shield bubble. (laughs) And what? We just sat there for five years and then into the future? We just, so we sat for stasis in five years, then woke up five years later. No. Okay. Only the legacy players were sent five years in the future. Okay. I guess I was sent five years into the future. Yeah. I was going to say I wasn't, but you were. I have a tattoo, so I have a sense of future. Does your character have the tattoo? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. had a legacy account, but I don't think it's the same one I'm on now. So I don't have the tattoo. You can type. Well, you can do the slash legacy or slash tattoo or something, and it will like pop up if you have it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is. It's like slash legacy or something. Um, the last thing is that we finally have a surprise confirmation that the hunter is Gaius. Was anyone surprised? I don't think oh, so. Oh, yeah. No. no. It was obvious. The only one surprised was the Warrior of Light going, What? what? No way. That's not fair. He's never seen him before. (laughs) Yeah, someone else was just like, wait, what? I don't know what's going on. We're like, let's explain to you. There was a big explosion. He shouldn't have survived, but he did. (laughs) Why? Because he was so angry he had to. (laughs) That's literally the the plot justification. I know he's like, I was going to just let myself be at peace, but I decided I was just too mad and I had to continue on. Cool you ever, guys don't look at explosion. You ever just been so angry you decide not to die? Happened to me. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Every bad. day, actually. That's why I'm still alive. I'm wow. too mm, angry. Full I'm full of rage. See the rage on my swear. face? It looks a little bit like incredulousness, but it's definitely rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Definitely. Um, I'm assuming nobody wants to call in because people are sad, but nobody... <laughs> Nobody likes us. Call our audience sad, Nika. Wow. I did. I did. That's a way to endear yourself to them. Hey, we've got fifty people now. They are the best fifty people in all of Twitch. So it's awesome. Yes, they are. So um, that's the basics of the story. I still, I mean, I still felt it was pretty short. Maybe it's just because of the cliffhanger that wasn't a cliffhanger. But I mean, I was done, and I was like, wait. That, that that's it. I thought it was fairly lengthy for a half of a MSQ, to be honest. I mean, that's true because we do know that they spread it out, and although it's not going to be in the point five five because this patch cycle they're doing Eureka's in the five five, so we're going to get the next set of story in four point five six. So how and then long? Four point five seven, we get the world world floppers. Fiz- world what? Dingle floppers? <laughs> you just yeah, said. Well, remember the world floppers. Remember, though, that world visit feature, that patch, that's the same time as the data center shift. Well, see, that's what they said at FanFest, but nowhere in the patch notes does it say that. It I'm just... telling you right now, there is no way they add a feature that lets you hop worlds without first adjusting the data centers. It's just, from a technical perspective, it would okay. be way too much work to do it separately. I mean, just that makes out. sense, and that's what I'm assuming. I'm just surprised that they didn't mention yeah. that well, so that did, people they, can start planning they, when they want to transfer. They mentioned in the live letter, like two live letters ago, they mentioned it. The one before FanFest, I believe. Right, one right no, after. it would have one to be of, right after FanFest because they announced the right they announced yeah, the sorry. switches at FanFest because yes, yes you're God, right. being it's in the, the one, room the right when after. they announced that was something else. Everybody, you just heard the <gasps> like, you just heard the entire room just like <laughs> panic. Everyone started panicking. <laughs> Everyone put out their phones, started messaging their like raid teams and stuff. It was it was madness. Are you gonna move People to my server? Because I'm not moving to yours. Because your server sucks. Well, what really, I mean, what really sucks is that with, with my group, seven of us are safe and one person got yeeted into the other dimension. So right I now... I will put him in my basement. He hasn't I'm been heated saying. yet. He hasn't been heated yet, but he will be. And so, I mean, I think... Is that Iona? Uh, yeah, Ion. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's been on our show before. He was on the Nika and Friends show. I think that was actually the name of the episode. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, yeah, because Nika and Friends are the best. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, so so unfortunately, I do think he will end up transferring for us, but it just, I mean, it sucks because people have to uproot, like, their family if you play with a spouse or with friends and you you know you make the decision between do i want to stay with this raid group that could like you know raid groups fall apart all the time or do you want to stay with friends to be fair it's only been an issue for the last what six months or so because before that you couldn't do statics cross server that's true so it's really i I think from their perspective they're like we've only had this feature for a few months sure there's going to be some newer newer groups that have uh formed that are cross server but maybe the majority of players are still forming up yeah, groups I that are say, I, I want to say it server. was longer than six months though when did the cross server party sometime in stormblood so it had to be it wasn't it was during stormblood but it, i think it was for this raid tier in general i think you i don't think it was at launch or four one so it had to have been four two or later maybe so, yeah because yeah it had to have been four two or later but still, like people, I mean, that's probably at least a year, six months to a year. And I feel like, I mean, rate groups like... have cohesion. We have friendships. We have, like, Do you though? Do yeah. You know? I mean, yes. I met Ion <laughs> and Dante. Like, all these people that have been on the show are only on the show because of this party finder and the fact that they're in my rate group. Like, Dante's on Gilgamesh, Ion's on Coral. Like, I wouldn't have known these people without that. And they're part of my raid family now. Right. And so. But it's like, not just about one isolated instant. I'm saying if the majority of players are still forming statics with people only on their server, maybe Square Enix, I'm hoping they at least took some data to look at that before they made this decision. But who knows? They might not have cared. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of people were panicking. So think about know. it this way. But people also it, panicking because of change and, and the way that when you group up and you queue up for the duty finder, I think it's a bigger impact there. I think there's far less of an impact to cross server statics and a far bigger impact to just general play. Like, there are servers that you normally get paired with that decrease your queue time that are leaving. Oh, yeah. Like, That's I mean, I definitely think Balmung and Gilgamesh shouldn't be on the same data center because of, like, congestion. However, it's going to yep. change the, the amount of people in the duty finder for sure. Yeah. And I think I'm worried about that. But I, hopefully it's a short-term issue as everything stabilizes. Uh, but I'm more worried about that. The good news, though, is that what might come out of this is better server latency. So we'll see what happens. Well, that, that's possible, I suppose. Yeah, because with Gilgamesh and Balmunk on the same server, and I even saw like last night that Cactar was marked as congested. Someone's got to go just for that. <laughs> so get rid purposes. of the role players. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure there's some nice people on Balmunk. That being said, I was on Balmunk for three days, and they were the most horrifying days of my life. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm glad they're on a different dentist. I do know a lot of people on Balmung, though. Like, a lot of my cosplay friends are in Balmung, and I just recently found out they're on Balmung, and now I found out they're going to stay on Balmung. I was like, God damn it, now that I, like, realize you're on my data center and then you're not going to be on my data center anymore, I'm a little sad because now I could, like, play with all my real-life friends in the game, and now I can't, so. Yeah. Nico, be honest. You don't have any real-life friends that play this game anymore. What, you don't count as one of my real-life friends? Do I play this game anymore? Have you played since the patch? I guess I technically probably played more than you have. So there you go. Whoa, I think I don't play together, Nika. We didn't because yeah, I. You never invite us. Yeah. I've been sick. No, I'm Jux, like, oh, Jux and I are sitting here every day. Mage spells. Sure wish I had someone who is level 70 in the Paladin main who can, you know, help me tank this dungeon. Hey, I can. I'm just sitting there on my red mage going, wow, I sure wish there was a tank to queue up with. 
damn shit. Hey, you didn't send me a message. Like, I've been oh, sick, I did. but... You ignored me. You had me muted for two months. <gasps> no. She had me muted since the last show on Discord. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Nika. Yeah. Just leave him on red, by the yeah, on that Discord, I was like, hey, Nika, do you have Strife uh, muted? Because he's asking why you're not talking to him. <laughs> I thought he was just being a creeper and just listening in. It's it's weird because that was the second time I've had a full conversation with her. So that means the last one, she never actually responded to me. <laughs> That's what freaks me out. Well, after the show, then Strife, your your new job as our senior WoW correspondent is to remind oh us. My God. To- <laughs> to remind us to unmute each other before we all uh, disconnect from the server. What does that have to do with WoW, though? <laughs> Nothing. It's just his uh, title. It's and exciting. This, it's like, this wow, is a res- It's a responsibility that comes with the new title. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want a different title, come up with a better one, because that's that's what we've got, courtesy of Sir and Senpai. <laughs> of Senpai. Is he around? Say hi he's to him for not, me. He's in the other room. He has, Make sure you say hi to him He for distances me. himself during the show because he hates that if he stays in the same room as me, he feels like he is held hostage and captive because he's not allowed to breathe. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, I send Fairbear into the other room and keep the baby quiet, and she hates it too. So. <laughs> yeah, I gave the switch to Val and told her to go to the other room. So. Yeah. So that that's that's what we do for you people that watch and listen to us. <laughs> make our loved ones hate us. <laughs> we th- yeah. throw them in the other room, I, lock the door. We are damaging our relationship. I, I threw my girlfriend and the two foster dogs down the stairs and said, "You keep them down there. And I'll be back in a bit." You don't <laughs> throw a puppy. I mean, so throw your girlfriend, but don't throw the puppies. So not only do we hurt no, our relationships, we also hurt our, our animals. We heard it here first. The puppies are evil. Oh, they are. They're, they're, they're evil. I mean, they're cute evil, but evil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Do we want to talk about the, the dinner with the emperor at all? Oh, yeah, that little <laughs> negotiation table. Oh, yeah, Nicosh- I forgot about that. H- how about the fact that Nanamo finally got a fucking backbone? That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did. For two minutes. For two minutes. It reminded me very much of, like, North Korea, South Korea type of deal. Because they actually what? they actually have these board, these um, houses. My dad my dad has been to, the, to this building before as part of his job in, when he was in Korea, um, where they actually have a building that's, like, on the border of North Korea and South Korea. And, like, one side of the table is North Korea and one side of the table is South Korea. And, like, whenever they have yeah. to come and have He's discussions, out. they, like, come through the house and they sit on either side of the table. And so the entire time this was happening, I was like, oh, this must be what it's like. I don't know. Because that's kind of what the Empire feels like. <laughs> the Empire so feels that's, like North Korea? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a political well, statement. That's he's, uh, he's borderline insane. So Border, I guess borderline? Become... You don't feel that line was crossed at all? Maybe just a little. I Maybe mean... the whole unite as one race thing, that didn't grab you the wrong way? <laughs> and, uh, I want to call multiple calamities. You at know, least one or two. What's a calamity or two uh, between friends? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, one or two billion deaths. I mean, come on. I mean, it's for the greater yeah, good. We got to think yeah. about that there. <laughs> yeah, but once we're all one being. See, well, I'm trying to figure out now what, okay, because I noticed that there was like one person representing like each place, but then you had Lise and Raubon both at the table, and I'm trying to figure out who the, like, like what Lisa's is in charge say, of like, like is Raubon actually politically active now in Alamigo? Like what's his role? I know that uh, he was yeah. yeah, he was the general of Alamigo because Domino said you really yeah. want to be here. Right. Nanamo said you don't have to be an old person, go be a, a, a an Alamigo person. But then why is what about Lise? Like she was the rebellion no, leader. Lise is the political she, leader. Leads the, uh, yeah. She leads the Alamigo. You know, okay, Lise so then we don't the political leader. So then why was Raubon at the table? 
Because he at least wants to sit on his shoulder. Hold on, hold on. I have the answer to this. It's because he, the military effort of the joint alliance Raban was appointed the leader of. That's why. Okay. For That's the true. military effort for that war campaign, it even says that he is the leader of that war effort. He's the military okay. leader right now, the whole faction of the alliance. So forget Alamigo, That's... forget Da. He's the military leader of all of them right now. Oh, okay. I they wasn't. They gave him that honor. Somehow I missed that. Yeah, in his day-to-day, -day, though, if there's no war, it's the same relationship or similar relationship he had with Nanamo, where Nanamo's political leader, he's the he was kind of in charge of the flame. Right, but now he's that with Lise, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But because war broke out on all and all the allied nations had to get together, I believe he is now the commander of all the allied forces as well. Okay. They had to pick one of the commanders from one of the factions to lead all and of it them makes sense for it to be Ravon. Okay. Because he's already, he's already led two different factions before. He has ties to two. So they right. figured put him in charge. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. I was confused. <laughs> Somehow I missed that that was a thing. But yeah, no, thank you for explaining that. About this patch, I think. That yeah, yeah. I don't know. Again, I was like, she missed it. Sick it, while I was doing this, and probably missed a lot of the dialogue. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got like ten drugs in my system. <laughs> click, You're click. Like, what did the emperor say? Yeah, like that's why. Like <laughs> I, that's why the main reason I didn't put any bullet notes for this discussion about the MSQ because. You don't remember. I don't remember a lot of things. That's like, oh yeah, there was that like table thing that You might, might want to go back to the book in your uh, in-room or something and I watch might those. need to, actually. <laughs> I did remember that Alizé fell asleep and that Gaius was a person. So that, <laughs> that to happened. To be fair, I forgot that Alizé fell asleep, so. Yeah, that was actually the only really impactful like <gasps> moment for me this whole patch where I was like, no, best girl, why? <laughs> I was very upset. I thought they actually... were like, no, no, don't. No. Yeah, dude, there was some chemistry going on. I was digging. Oh my god, there was. I was like, wait yeah, a second. There is some total chemistry Alize's, between Alize and the World of Light. And and for me, Alize is my favorite character. So I was just like, I like what's happening here. Let's do more of this. I, I well, ship it. It's I a little awkward it. when I'm just like a giant female Rogadin and she's like looking up at me and you can see her well, neck is like arched and she's like, hey. There's fanfics, <laughs> there's, there's fanfics out there for everything, Nika. So. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm a male Aura and I'm almost, I think I'm just as, my character's just as tall as you. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure on You're, that. But I was like, I think, think. I'm not sure. I, I, think, I think the idea of a Rogadin though with the lease is the funniest. Just because the body types <laughs> are so different. The, oh, it's yeah. funny. No, but my I'm really beefy. Like I also probably really like this. Like I've got some nice muscles. <laughs> Juxta's face falling. Juxta, um, what are your thoughts on this? You haven't caught it. I mean, I when Alize is just a stupid copier who wants to steal my style. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why is that? Yeah, I said it. Oh, suddenly now that I'm a red mage, she has to go be a little. She was red a red mage, mage first. Too. Yeah, yeah whatever. Red mage first, technically. She no, was. see, I'm the warrior of light. I make my own history, and I was red mage. <laughs> Fake news. He's... Oh my god! <laughs> I am a weapon of mass destruction. Thank you very much. Uh huh. Right. Uh -huh. Let us know when you're done making or yours. You great again. All right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, gonna make I actually... I'm gonna make a wall. I'm gonna make. See, Dante, I think you remember. I actually posted in our Discord chat. <laughs> we did actually. Um, I was like, hey, did anyone notice there's some uh, chemistry going on there between LSA and Warrior of Light? Like that yeah. was that was it yeah, was very was... obvious. I mean, it was super obvious. It was super obvious that she was going to fall asleep after the dungeon. Wait, why? That's true. Because, oh, here, let's have this really heart-to-heart -heart talk, and let's get all really touchy-feely, and oh, oh, oh. Oh, and now yeah. I'm dead. Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. see that happening? You didn't see that happening with Harshafon? Actually, in the no. beginning, I, I had assumed it was only the original Scion that were being put to sleep, so I, I had suspected Alizé might be safe. 
but I don't know. I didn't have a reason for that. I was just, I thought I saw a pattern yeah, see, with, it with the originals. My, my original reason for thinking that is that in, like you were saying, in every story, they kind of like knock out some of the science so that they're not part of the story. Like, you know, Yastola got that huge arc originally in Heaven's Word. So then, you know, the beginning of Stormblood, like, let's just knock out Yastola when Xenos yeah. hits her so that she's not in the story anymore yeah, because she got forced. too much story. And that so... It, it really so originally I thought they were knocking out like the scions that had already had a bunch of stories to give like you know people like Alize who just joined us some more story. Um, to be fair though, there's only one story patch left, and so she did have a lot of the story, and so you know she's only being knocked out for one patch. And I mean, do you think they'll bring them all back before Shadowbringers, or do you think it's going to be like the big cliffhanger of the next uh, MSQ? I I think whether they bring them back or not, I don't think whether they come back or not will be the focus of Shadowbringers. I have a feeling there's something that's going to happen that we haven't seen, similar to what happened at the end of Heaven's Word, where our whole thing was, oh my god, uh, this thing's going to come down and Papa Limo sacrifice himself, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I just feel like there's got to be a twist here we haven't seen. Also, because we've only seen half the Shadowbringers trailer, we don't know exactly what's going on. We still know if this is time travel, parallel universe, blah, 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 blah. I think whatever that twist ends up being of why we're going somewhere, why we become the warrior of darkness, and why we make everyone our enemy, I think that's going to be the focus. So if the Scions are asleep, that means there's no one on our side to justify our actions, which would make sense why everyone will hate us when we're the warrior of darkness. If they do come back to life, they'll just become antagonists to us because or do you think we all fall asleep and we'll fall asleep and then we all wake up as warriors of darkness it could be that way too but i don't think it's going to be that kind of transformation i I feel like it's going to be something more subtle where like we just take different actions and it causes people to think we're the enemy because they don't realize why we're doing what we're doing and there'll be a misunderstanding i feel like that cliche is more likely but who knows it could go either way we don't know i mean yeah. yeah go ahead dante uh, I think that some of the scions might be on our side because I think the Shadowbringers trailer hinted at this because you see uh, Thancred wielding a gunblade and he's protecting someone. We don't know who, but he's protecting someone and supposedly one of, uh, if we're going with the Heidelin's evil theory, one of Heidelin's minions comes down. He's like, this town has uh, really changed. So I think that some of the scions will still be with us. We could have a I hate using the um, the meme, but we could have the Avengers Civil War. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that would be interesting. Yeah. Like, we do know that there's more to Highland than meets the eye. And we've also been told at FanFest that we would get more info about Zodiac. So, like, it could be like a Highland versus Zodiac thing and that some people are on the side of one truth and someone believe yeah. the other truth is better. Right. Jack is making like, a face. I, what do you but, think? No, I don't think that at all. I think we're probably going to everyone's going to fall asleep. And oh, the end. Gosh, I don't even know. It's gonna it's gonna be really dumb. I'm sorry. You think it's to gonna say. be dumb. It's gonna be really really dumb. We're probably gonna all wake up and like by the time we're level seventy two, just like how everyone was fine at the start of Heaven's Ward. Um, you think that it's like gonna seem like a big deal that they're all still dead, and then at the beginning of the next patch, by the second story quest, they're all gonna wake up. I think I think Thancred has to be back in some form by the time the expansion launches because of the trailer. They wouldn't have yeah. included it otherwise. I don't see it. Unless gonna, that like, was a flashback like, in the trailer. Like, back in the past or something, if they're going to do the time travel thing. Or, no, I, I, alternate reality. So like it, when we teleport there, we're just like in Aorzea 2. Maybe. I. Who knows? I'm, 
I, I just hope it's better written than Wings of the Goddess. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Like, they tried that with Wings of the Goddess in FF11, and while some of it was okay, a lot of it was done really poorly. And, and ten, 10 years later with a different team, you can hope for the best, right? I mean, yes. Um, I, I mean, because there's a lot of potential for there to be, like, a darker, scarier time travel Eorzea. I just... I don't know. I'm worried if they try to go down that path, though, because, like, Wings of the Goddess had potential and it wasn't good. Make it happen, Square Enix. Eorzea Abyssia. <laughs> oh my god I mean, to be fair what if it's not time travel what if it's not alternate reality what if all these theories are just people blowing things out of proportion it could literally just be we become the warrior of darkness and take a different action and we're going to lands we've never been to before and the scions wake up and there's some crazy drama that occurs in that process it it, it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be time travel or anything yeah like okay, it here's, could, a, yeah. here's a question what does being a warrior of darkness entail I, I, the, Are we going to start, like, murdering uh, children or something? Well, let's no. look at the Warriors of Darkness that we already have. Like, they're Warriors of Darkness yeah. because of their world being dark. And, like, they were trying to fight against the light from swallowing their world. It's yeah, basically, I they were dark because they were fighting against the light. It wasn't necessarily because they were evil. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's they not were Warriors of Light to start with. And they did so much light that they caused the light to win. And then they're like, oh, well, we were wrong because we were too strong. Now we're warriors of darkness. To so, balance the light um, out. Right. Balance. I, I assume that warrior of darkness was just anyone who openly opposed Heidelin in any way. At least that was my understanding. I don't know if it's Heidelin that they oppose, but light. And I don't know if they're always equivalent to the same. Like, I don't know if Heidelin's a being of pure light or if she's in the middle and balanced. I'm, that's always been kind of confusing to me. But um, I, I'm pretty sure it's literally just you're on the other side. So, for example, we, the way we killed and defeated the primals and everything, the Warriors of Darkness did it a different way that was seen as, like, wrong. I remember some vague reference yeah, they, when like, they killed uh, Ravana. Yeah. Like, it was some weird it thing It was, there. like, weird, so, evil, murdered, like, it was, yeah, like, it was like, more, it was more brutal. like murder. Yeah, it was more yeah, like was murder like, than yeah. defeat. Yeah, I mean, granted, we all defeated them, but it felt more like murder than defeat, but even, even right. though it's the same outcome. Yeah, it, 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 I think the, the, the way that Square went about that in the Heavensward storyline was that if you take these brutal methods or, and if you're not on the same side, if you're on, if you're on the opposing side, that's how they did it. So I don't think it's a good versus evil thing. I think it's like, there's a faction of light and there's a faction of darkness and the faction of light will assume that if you're in the faction of darkness, you're evil and justify it that way. So if you switch sides because it's the right thing to do to balance the scales, they might interpret your actions as evil. Like it's really, I don't, I don't know. It could get really convoluted, honestly, depending how they go about this. Though, like in theory, like you could assume that technically, Sci or the Asians are warriors of darkness because they're on Zodiac side. No, they're they're arbiters of chaos, so they don't care if the light or the darkness wins. Right. I think is the pervading theory. Like they they honestly don't don't care which side wins. Yeah, I don't think but, they don't. They've never had a god's blessing. I don't believe yeah. so. I don't think they can count as a warrior of anything. You consult the book, aren't you? It's getting ridiculous. I, I don't think Nerd. that they, I, I kind of agree with Strife. I don't think that they care because there was that one cutscene where the Emperor got really pissed, um, saying, oh, You designed the War of Secession. And they're like, Yeah, your only purpose, this empire's only purpose is to bring about chaos. You think we wouldn't have designed a civil war? Come on. I mean, yeah. So, like, so I think true. that that's the ASEANs are kind of a third party but i mean now we know how intricately woven they've been in the empire since the beginning um yeah you know the fact like that's what i'm confused about too is that 
Emperor Solus has been an Asian since the beginning and like created the empire as an Asian, yet birthed like non-Asian children. So I'm not entirely sure like how this makes a lot of sense. The mind uh, may be Asian, but the body all human. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> to be fair, there's this one anime uh, parasite i think it is where parasite that's Eve. also a thing yeah where these aliens would come and take over somebody turn them into horrible horrible monsters but just to make a point that they're still arguably human they do like like one of the main villains gets pregnant just to make a point <laughs> i'm surprised yeah, Yotsu, really you know Yotsu, you could have ended up pregnant but yeah, never go so. never go full anime <laughs> problem <laughs> Yeah. yeah, full anime leads to some scary places. Yeah, we're already full anime. We play Final Fantasy fourteen. That's true. We're like half anime. Yeah, oh, like, I don't oh, think we're full anime. Oh, Wait, did you find Dragon it? Guy found the book. Cat girl. So I am, I'm still walking fine line. All right, sorry. What did you look up in the book? All right, so I found the 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 passage about the Warriors of Darkness. It says, "Born in the first, the Warriors of Darkness were once adventurers in their own world. It is said no dark entity could withstand them, and in the end, they vanquished a high Asian." known as Mitron, the chastiser. Alas, the strength of their light was too great, and with their victory came a flood of light, threatening a return of their realm to nothingness. Ever so slowly, the ether began to drain from the first, which is similar to what's happening to us That's now. That's actually very Spinning. similar. Yeah, and then uh, to save their world from, the be from becoming a void itself, the heroes believed they had no recourse but to attempt a rejoining, which is what the emperor wants, by the way. Uh, and thus sought to incite a calamity from within the source. With Elidibus's guidance and knowledge, they ended their lives and transcended the dimension to be born again as Warriors of Darkness. So, uh, and then the last thing is, it is believed that the names of the Warriors of Darkness currently employ were chosen upon their arrival in the realm to ease their integration, so they aren't their original name. So Albert, the main one, isn't that's not his original name. It's like his new name when he was reborn. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So do, does our characters have to die and be reborn? Yeah. So hold on, a couple points here. One, when they had the Flood of Light, the Aether faded from their world. So our Aether's thinning everywhere. That's been a huge story point for two or three patches now. Yeah. Uh, the only What they chose to do to become Warriors of Darkness and balance it out was they forced a calamity and wanted the rejoining to occur, which is what the Emperor wants. He wants a calamity to happen and the rejoining. And then finally, uh, with Elidibus's help, they transcended their dimension to be born again as warriors of darkness, which means if we were to do the exact same thing, which isn't necessarily true, but if we were to do the exact same thing, we would have to go to another dimension and, and transcend to end our lives and go to another world. But basically. see, but we are the source world. So we might not have to true that. Yeah. We, I don't know if the same thing will happen for us, but it's, that's, that's how it happened for them. At see, least they, because like. they were on the first yeah. and they came to the source world. So that's probably a reason for them. But for us, I feel like we would just cause a calamity on our own world, which is what kind well, of we're pushing if, towards anyway. If at the last minute, if at the last minute, we're not pushing for a calamity. We're no, pushing we're to not. Stop they are. Yeah. So the problem is if we at the last second side with Barris and the Emperor and we cause a calamity to occur in this next patch, because it's the only way to stop it. If we throw wide the gates and allow a calamity to occur, then I guess that's our moment that of would becoming a warrior of yeah, darkness. Yeah, that would change us. We, and, that, and that would make us an enemy to the people we've been fighting with. <laughs> right, so like, there's got to be some fashion. kind of reason. Like We know that we need to let this calamity occur in order to stop but, like one or the other, light or dark, from like but, being too big. But if, we, 
But if we do this, I guarantee you the other people in our faction don't agree with it and don't know why we did this and cause it call us a traitor. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Alpha Noah would this... never be able to talk to us again, I feel like. Yeah, well, well he's asleep. No, I know, but no like, say, but the thing is, they're going to wake no up. There's no sign to stop us. They're going to wake up and see that we've done this. Yep. And either some or all of them will find us an enemy. And the rest of the leaders. This could be so cool if they do this right. Remember, remember at the end of the Uldah arc, at the end of uh, A Realm Reborn, remember how we were an enemy. And if you talk to the NPCs, they're like, oh, you better get out of here. You're a traitor to the state. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone in Uldah. Yep. It's going to be like that again, but like on a grander, I think on a grander scale. Instead of being an enemy to Uldah, you'll be an enemy to every faction. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, th I guess that, that theory makes sense according to what we know. But yeah, again, but, that's just a theory. I mean, that's a fantasy. Scarlet off the map. Oh my god, it's just ocean now or void. Well, I think the problem is if they if they defeat Gar if you defeat Garlemald, that's when the flood of light occurs because they're they're representing darkness right now. They're representing the side that wants a calamity. Well, you have to side with Garlemald. The last calamity was it a darkness one? Was it an umbral yeah. calamity? So this one's gonna yeah. be an astral. Okay, yeah. So like. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's got to be. There's got to be a reason why we have a choice, like, on the nose to be like, we can stop it or we don't, and we let it happen for whatever reason. And that's what changes yeah. us. Yeah, someone in the chat was asking if Dark Knights are Wars of Darkness. No, it's a different uh, concept. Yeah, they yeah, have, I like, darkness with... It's like, that's like embracing the dark side of the Force and then the light yeah. and, like, being able to balance it with your light side. It's different than being a warrior of darkness it's, it's like controlling the power of darkness as opposed to taking the side of darkness you're not fighting with the darkness you're just controlling so you're riku it. from kingdom hearts basically yeah basically if yeah. you're a dark knight yeah. in justice face Stop. <laughs> hey kingdom hearts 3 is coming out soon we have to get high yeah dude kingdom hearts, kingdom hearts 3 comes out game changed my life i know it did it's gonna be so bad it's gonna be so, so good be that angsty sora scream in the trailer was so good I, I do not appreciate the cynicism all right so good. Hey, everyone, I would uh, like to see you send the, it to host at limericreato.com. Make Kingdom Hearts cosplay in the game and send it to us, and I will feature it on our next right. episode. Do one, it. Do it. One, do one it. question, and then Don't. we can end the whole Kingdom Hearts thing. Is is that the only time, that moment in the trailer, that Sora hasn't been all, like, super positive? Because as far as I know, he's always just been like, we can do it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah. fun story is that my friends and I have been having this discussion about like if you, as your actual personality, like ourselves, were a video game character, who could you relate to the most? Like, um, not who you'd want to be, but like your actual personality. And all my friends decided I was Sora. Because... Oh, I just thought you'd be a mental patient. Oh, thank you. Um, because you know, because I'm always like super happy and bubbly, and like have a bunch of friends, and are always like, we can do it, and nothing's sad. So yeah, like so Sora <laughs> is like you're, you're from a Mo anime. Basically, you're literally you're literally the so like all my friends have been like, yeah, you're totally Sora. There's no one else that's better you than Sora. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I get it, I get it, guys. Um, I figured out Nika is anime. That's how this <laughs> makes sense. So I've never been this way the whole time. Oh, so that oh, so apparently Strife is goofy. <laughs> I'm what? No, Juxta would. No. Don't oh. put pull me into your stupid, <laughs> goofy, you know, hearts weeaboo fantasy. <laughs> You're not uh, going to play Kingdom Hearts three, Juxta. Trying to destroy everything. All right. Oh god. It'd just be a little heartless sh common shadow thing that we just beat. Um, yeah. To on. answer your question, Strife, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only time we've ever seen Sora like truly angsty. Like he's gotten sad right. and upset at like things Riku has done and confused, but he's always been like, but I know that I can bring him back to the good side. Right. So you're excited for the FF14 characters to show up in Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, that would be amazing. <laughs> in 2020. Just, yeah, that, yeah that, I, that, that would be pretty that funny. Would be amazing. I feel like there, they should throw us a token Yashtola or something. There needs to be a crossover 
for us too, like Kingdom Hearts and. Or if like Sora just visits Final Fantasy fourteen looking for a keyhole. That would that make would be... me angry, actually. That would make me angry. <laughs> that, that would actually make me angry. I don't think it go- works in reverse. All right, so works. this uh, Siryu fight. Yeah, okay, so we can wrap up our main story yeah. discussion with this? Kingdom Hearts there. Um, so, so, I mean, there's a lot of other story we can talk about in the couple other things that have come out. Um, that was a really nice main story discussion, guys. We spent a long time on that. I'm really proud of us. Um, so we also have the, the, the final, um, war or not, what, what's not warring triad? The fuck they're called? The gods for gods, for lords, for lords, for lords. For lords. Um, and we have Seryu, who is not a dragon, but instead a person with a bunch of snakes for feet. Um, and I don't understand their design, but I only did the story mode and the normal mode fight because I've been sick. I haven't done the X mode. From what I hear, the X mode is incredibly easy comparatively to other X mode fights. Um, I know it was downed in like 20 minutes, just like super not how fast X mode primals are normally downed after a patch comes out. Um, Are they used like an hour? At least an hour. This is like super fast. And um, what's the point at that point? Like it's an hour, 20 minutes. It's the same thing. It's not when you look at it, though. You realize like that even the like people who gun for it right away have to figure stuff out but this time they really didn't <laughs> which means it was easier um and i know that people have been like farming it they got their weapons really quickly um but story wise is, is, is it because sukiyomi and, and and a few other fights were just overly hard compared to normal like because i heard a couple of those fights were like known to be just yeah sukiyomi is really hard with pugs yeah. Um, but that yeah, wasn't one right. of the, the four lords, but um, like Suzaku. It was still an EX. Suzaku was, yeah, it was. Um, Suzaku wasn't too hard. I just know that some people didn't understand that, like Simon says, a ring around the rosy thing. Um, <laughs> what? Yako was pretty easy, too. No, when the like colored platforms light up and you had to move around the circle. Um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I just thought it was it looks like, like Simon. Simon it looks like Simon says it's got four colors and it like lights up <laughs> in a different order. Like that's a, like like not like the game. Like Simon says, touch your nose. Not that game. Like you guys the, ever the have Simon game with the four colors? Oh, it's just called about. Simon. The toy, yeah. right? The toy. Yeah, the toy. Oh, it's the like toy a circle game. with the four panels. That's exactly it's what like, the floor it's looks like. Like the bop it. We gotta you know bop it. Like, bop yeah, it. yeah, like bop, bop it, it, but it was Simon, and it would like pop up red or pink or whatever. Bop it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um. Story-wise, though, let me tell you how incredibly pissed I am. Um, (laughs) As I say with my Sora smile, how pissed I am. Um, That the... I was... you guys all told me this would happen, and I didn't believe you. Uh, uh, we will crush your hopes that and dreams. Soon, we Nika. would fight all four of them and then get to fight the big bad guy at the end. No. <laughs> no. But no, instead, what we got was, hey, we're going to have this really epic, cool cutscene of everybody fighting the big bad guy in the cutscene and then say, yay, the cutscene won, and we didn't have to fight him. Told you. I. Yep. Did you really want to fight a horse, though? Okay. Yeah. T- I mean, Yeah. Why not? Because like well, in no. FF11, the, one of the coolest things was fighting all the gods and then fighting Kirin. So granted, they already used the name Kirin in the game. So instead, they named it like Corin or something and basically just made it a giant Kor Kirin. Koryu. And they, <laughs> wow. and they just made it. Okay, I'm telling you, I was, I was sick. I don't remember any of this. Um, and instead, they made it a, a giant version of what the Kirin already was in the game, which is fine, whatever. And like they made the cutscene was actually pretty cool. Like the the battle was cool. It was a neat and interesting, visually interesting cutscene. Turtle to watch. sacrifice. Turtle sacrifice. Now Genbu and uh, the turtle guy are like one in the same. It was kind of weird. Um, yeah. But like 
I'm like, why Square Enix? Like, this is what there's, this is what I'm talking about when like having potential and then failing the follow through is that they've been building up since Biako. Hey, we're the four lords keeping this one big ass bad guy in captivity. There's a big ass dude and he's really fucking scary. And we're going to talk about how horrible and scary he is every patch to make you feel like you're going to have to fight him. And we're going to build up this hype and build up this intensity for this battle. And then technically you don't fight him. I guess yeah. you could you could call it better storytelling that we didn't fight him because they yeah. actually made a character that we weren't so OP that we just went in and did the anime one shot shown in protagonist bullshit. So <laughs> But they could have oh, also yeah, done guess what guess what, Nika? You know you're expecting to go and fight him? Well guess what? Plot twist, you don't. Square Enix fool you. And you're just mad about it. But you Hashtag know what they also could have done Hashtag is done a mechanically different type of fight. Where you're fighting, and then like Biaku, Sirius, where, where do these expectations Suz- come from? Suzaku, where, where? they could actually have to come and fight with us to take down the big bad guy. You know how like in FF11, how like the guy, the NPCs would actually fight with you and like do stuff. It would no. be cool. No. I, I wouldn't know. I never played Eleven. If, sadly, yeah, like almost every story, like big story quest in Eleven, had a, an NPC fighting with you, and if they died, it was game over. And so you you'd have to protect them, but they would also do a lot of damage. And so it would be really cool if we were fighting Koryu and then like Biako would come in and he'd fight with us for a little while and he'd do like a big move. And then like Suzaku would come in. Like that would be so cool. And try to have sex with Tenzin. No. <laughs> oh God. Dude, that bird, that bird was hot. That, that bird really she was hot fire. for Tenzin. Yeah. She was literally on fire. Literally. Really That's true. Tenzin. That's true. Um, Honestly, that might've been my favorite part of the four Lords. The whole Phoenix thing was just hilarious to me. I just, I laughed every time. Why? I just thought the whole concept of the Phoenix being in love with them and being all like, ah! Well, was she's like, like but I'm not a Phoenix uh-huh. yet, which is why I can't save him. And then she felt, why did I become a Phoenix after he died? I couldn't save my love. <laughs> I was literally laughing the entire fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she I was, sounds like, like all of her moaning. It didn't even make me mad. I just, I just was like, I guess they went here with it. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think I actually did my clear with Nika, and when she's going tense, yeah. and please, I'm just giggling away. Yeah, I did. I, so I, I kept together. dying because I kept giggling so much at all of the tense and please. And I mean, she says it like she's in ecstasy too. Like, please. No. I mean, wouldn't you be when you're that hot? I mean, I suppose. I've never been that hot, so I can't. You never been that hot and bothered? No. And all I... right. Well, you're not a phoenix, so that's good. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I guess that's good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm disappointed that we didn't get to fight Koryu, but I don't know. Maybe other people don't care, but I care. It could have been cool. <laughs> with, me, I, with me, I was more so confused because I was looking at it, I'm like, that looks like an ARR mount. In fact, I think I saw someone in chat say that it too. And then, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. the pony you get for getting all the ponies. Yep. So, like how there's a bird you get for getting all the birds. And then they just added the dog that you get for getting all the dogs. And so, yeah. So they, But they had already named it Kieran. And so it makes sense because, again, usually you never played Eleven. But after you beat all four of the lords in Eleven, you fight Kieran. And so they took the Kieran model from this game, made it giant, and called it Koryu. That's what they did. Ah, quick, and, quick and dirty cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. It was a good cutscene, though. Like, it, it really was. I just, I just wish it was. I thought it was. Giant white, giant white background, couple of particle effects that are already in the game blowing up an old ARR mount and calling it a day. Okay, I thought it felt epic. Okay, it felt no, epic. It was, I just wish okay. that I got to, like, do something. Well, you got I to watch it. It's a Final Fantasy game. You got to watch the cutscene. I don't... What are you upset I mean, about? 
I wanted to fight and that like you should have had to beat him and then watch that exact same cutscene after we beat him. <laughs> like you know, cuz that would require two fights, Nika. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Mechanic-wise though, I did think even normal mode was a little bit easy. I think I only died once on my first time through it and it was like right at the end of the fight. And awesome. he like summons snakes and you like come they like attack the stage. It's kind of strange, but it's not confusing. So I don't know if this is like your our reward for like sticking through the story to the end is like, hey, here's an easier fight for you. All right, let's move on. Um, I don't I don't know if it was intended to be easier, but there was something in the interview where they did say there were some tweaks that, that Yoshida made made the uh, fight creators make. Like remember the Biako transition, how horrible that was in terms of how long it was. <laughs> remember fall? that shit? Yeah. yeah, like the falling like oh, for like a minute and a half before you could continue the fight. Dude, I know I that only did that fight once on hard mode and I'm still salty about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I farmed that fight regrettably. Yeah. Um but basically Think of how many like, hours you lost just falling. <laughs> just falling. Just falling. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. so but Sarah didn't have a trend like it had a phase transition. Which is like a cool cutscene that was also a little too long, I feel like. But it didn't have a, a visual transition. It didn't start out as like just the dragon or the snakes and then turn into the person. It was the person from the start, which is different. Well, yeah, but how are you going to animate a fucking snake? Like, have you seen well, that? Well, Siri's supposed to be a dragon. Like this, dude. Just... It's a snake, Nika. We've, there snake. are water snakes in this <laughs> game that we fight all the time. And I don't know. I feel like I'm. Okay, that's true. That the cutscene. Okay, so Narnan in the chat was saying that that cutscene should have been voice acted. I also agree. Like, it's not. They they usually don't voice act any side. They stories. don't. That's and they a side story quest. You I can't voice act a side story. No, the thing is, is that I feel like I understand the budget. I understand not voice acting a lot of the side stories, but the things like the Warring Triad, the Four Lords, this stuff should be voiced. And Nika, the thing they is, they don't even always voice act the MSQ. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> come on, Nika. Come on. But they I gave mean, them voices what? in the fight. Like clearly, she moans for tens, and so there's a voice actor. <laughs> no, that's some intern in the office. We're like, I know this is really <laughs> embarrassing, but I need you to go to the room over there and record this for me. And I'll, can you over the, go over there and help her record this? That'd be great. Like, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's, I'm sure there's. Well, oh, yeah, that could be <laughs> our moment. But, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they could wait. have like Tenzin uh, should have had a voice. I don't know, but. I mean, it comes to that fine line, like uh, Elder Scrolls Online, when it first launched. Uh, I haven't played it in years, though. I know, heard that's gone really good, but everything in Elder Scrolls is voice acted. And because of that, sometimes the voice acting quality really dips. Actually, so... yeah, there's there's a trade-off when you do that. Like, for example, I think when SWOTOR came out, they spent a million dollars almost in voice acting and animation. Uh, when they first came out for their storytelling, similar to ESO, they both did spend a buttload of money. But because of that, they actually didn't spend enough money on adding the content to the game. Yeah, like yeah. Adding, well, adding content in the beginning of the game, which is initially why that game kind of fell down, and then they had to do the whole free-to-play conversion. Um, but there's a huge trade-off when a developer spends too much money on something that, while the players love, it, they have to sacrifice something else. And when you do that, uh, the game either doesn't become profitable and has to change its business model to be a little more anti-consumer to make money for investors, or the game just doesn't have enough content for you and you lose interest as a player. And therefore, even though you really like this one thing, the rest of the game has nothing for you to do now. So it gets really, really awkward. I think that's why most of the time you just see fully voice acted stuff in single player games and not games as a service. I think it's just, it's so much money to upkeep. And also there's always the danger of a voice actor uh, leaving or having to be replaced if you continue. I mean, look what happened between AR and Heavensward. They changed half the cast for English. 
Like, yeah, and then there was the yeah, thing but with you know, that well, that, that it wasn't just because of Yugiri's voice actor, unfortunately, you know, getting murdered. But there was they replaced a lot of voice actors, and you know, I've actually been to panels. Yeah, I'm gonna here's my weeb at conventions where I've gone and talked to voice actors, and they talk about how Japan and Japanese media companies don't really understand the attachment that a lot of Western people especially have for voice actors. Cause I don't know what it's like in Japan, but for example, um, fighting game voice actors, um, I was talking to the voice actor for Nina from Tekken and she was talking about how she was Nina for like three or four games. Like everybody was like, this is Nina's voice. And then the next game, they just picked someone else. They didn't ask her. They didn't, you know, she wasn't like busy or something. They just picked someone else. And that was that. And like, and she talks about how they just don't have the same agency over there. Like, they don't understand. Like, the companies don't realize that like the players who play the game, like th- we become attached to the voice actors. Yeah, and they just don't have that concept. Yeah, it doesn't have the same. Yeah, it's interesting. So, like, they, and so I think when they replace the voice actors between 1.0, 2.0, Heaven's Word, Realm Reborn, or like uh, Stormblood, whatever, like some of them will probably be replaced in Shadowbringers, and they'll be for no other reason other than just they wanted to. Yeah, if they replace Alfino again or Alizé, I'm going to riot. Yeah. Yeah, so... They probably will. I'll be very upset. Yeah, and, okay, someone in the chat, uh, Tenma, is talking about Bulma's voice actor dying and halting DBZ. Um, I mean, that are super, but that's also an anime, and I feel like an anime is a little bit different than, like, random sporadic voice acting in an MSQ that's not fully voice acted. Um and I understand there are conflicts and some actors aren't available, but a lot of times they change the voice actors not because of that, but it's just because they're like, oh, you know, you know, their, their contract expired. Yeah, it's just it's just a, a business thing. Like their contract expired, so we're just going to hire someone else. Um, and I, obviously, not all companies are like that, but I think I I really don't believe that they've replaced one hundred percent or like eighty percent of the cast because all of them were unavailable. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they just you know the contract was over and they just hired someone else. That was that. Yeah, yeah. probably because they sucked. I mean, maybe, <laughs> but I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. Um, Anything else on C or U? Pretty boring. Uh, I mean, that's it. I think the story it was exactly yeah. the same as it was. Like, oh, Tenzin was so cool, and everyone loved him. Even Seru, like, even though Seru was a dude that looks like a, I just thought Seru was a girl until we started fighting, and then there was a male's voice that came out uh, of his mouth. Yoshida even said in the interview, he's a very pretty boy. That's literally what Yoshida. Oh, I must said. have missed that too. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. there he was pretty boy. But like a Sorry, lot of the things. Sorry, strife. We aren't sicking uh, on Yoshi. We talked about it last episode. All interviews. We talked about it last episode. Literally talked about it last episode. Oh, see, don't remember is, that. This at is all. why you're our new like host inter inter host, um, so that That's you can you can remember MMO. these things because <laughs> we suck at it. It's it's your job. That's what you can be. Okay. Right. Um, so the next cool thing that was added was the final, uh, the conclusion to the return to Evilise. Hold on, let's talk about the dungeon first before we get into Evilise. Why? Really quick. Okay, sure. The dark is also bring MSQ, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, sure. We'll talk about the dungeon. Um, I don't remember. Okay, so I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I was so doped up on drugs. Where in the MSQ was it, and why were we there again? <laughs> at the very we end, we were there to basically fight the uh, Garlean invasion. Negotiations yeah. broke down, so we had to fight. Uh-huh. Okay. Because that's what the Warrior of Darkness does. The Emperor wanted to do the rejoining. Negotiations broke down and failed. We found out some info, but that's about it. We know his motivations. That's about it. So then we had to fight. And the battle started uh, near the Alamegan border. Okay. And at the last minute, uh, the new people we've been recruiting uh, over in Doma finally showed up. And they joined us in the fight. 
and we went through and we fought a bunch of um, Magitek and uh, Garlean soldiers. And at the very end, there were two Garlean soldiers in special Magitek armor, which said, most people have never seen this twice and like really weird taunts at you. And then they, you beat them up and then they <laughs> died. That's it. That was, that was literally the entire thing. Yeah. I mean, it was cool Les because the, the faction leaders, the dungeon well, so the was really cool fight with you. What's what I noticed that's really interesting is that one of the trash mobs near the end um, is always killed by a limit break from a different um, faction different leader. leader. Yeah, See, like I, it could be Hien. It could, I've seen Lee do it three times. I've seen Hien do it twice. Um, I've, and I've, I've also seen you, Geary. I've only done. Saw you, Geary, do it once. Okay, I've only done the dungeon twice, and both times it was Hien. So I thought it was always yeah, Hien. It's it's random. I've seen you, Geary, do it once. Lee at least three times. That's and so twice. cool. See, this I've is what I wanted. That I mean, wait, wait, this their is LB. Their LB does half the mob's health. Yeah, it does. It's so cool. It's like this is exactly what I was wanted the Alamigo dungeon to be. And I mean, if you go back to those episodes where I was like, "Why are they fighting behind the border where we can't get them? I can see them. They're there fighting trash, but they're oh, not you helping got us." Your wish. So I got my you wish, got but I didn't get. But, but where was Bay Merlewibs? Where was Bay Merlewibs? Looking to fight there. She's, she's not there. where she's like in the corner during one of the fights. She's not like actively fighting with you, but she's there on the sidelines fighting. I, okay. Yeah. I, I want to do the dungeon and have someone point her out to me because I've like both times I was doing it. I was looking for her and I Dude, couldn't even, find her. Even San, Sunny say, or whatever the Gridania leader's name is. Connie said, Connie Senna. Or whatever. yeah, Connie Senna, even she's there fighting with you and healing you putting, no, she, but up. she, but she's actually there. Like she, her, she's a targetable character. Connie Senna yeah, runs next targetable. to you. I'm saying Merle Webb isn't targetable, but she's there in the dungeon. See, I couldn't find her. I found her in Alamigo, and I remember she was hard for me to find there, but I found her on the stairs fighting. But in this one, I'm and everyone like I was. I, I say it every time I go in there with some look, people, and they're like, the "Oh, giant she's probably just like you know, she's she's handling the naval battle, so you don't see uh, her." I'll, I'll give like, you a no. hint. There's two giant femros when you're in there. One is you. The other one's Merle Webb. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I haven't made the found joke her. Saying, I'll go well, in there again and look for her. Shoot down all these uh, giant Garlean airships. <laughs> But see, I'm hoping that they that they realize that this is really cool and they do more stuff like this in the future. Like it felt like a big giant battle, like because you get like all of them a couple at a time and then they all come back to help you again at the end. Um, and then having one of them do the limit break. And, it, and I didn't even realize it could be a random like that's really cool. And I hope that they stick with this with future dungeons and realize that having the dungeons that are part of the story mode actually feel like they're part of the story mode is important. But. Yeah, I, I was really happy with this dungeon. It felt epic, and it actually felt like a legit. You were going through the trenches of World War One, Final Fantasy edition, yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah, As, aesthetically, this dungeon was fantastic. I my only qualm is what I usually have with the dungeons, which is the difficulty still really low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do wish there were multiple levels of them, and then when they make the hard mode dungeon, it's really just a different version of the dungeon at a higher level. Like this higher physical felt even level. more like baby's dungeon because of the number of trash packs that force you to stop and fight. Yeah, you. That's true. You can only on. you can only double pull one pull in there. Yeah, that's yep. that's dumb. That's yeah. so dumb. Yeah, you like I, I you cannot speed pull this dungeon at all. Which I mean, it kind of makes sense though. Like it feels like no, it doesn't. It really doesn't make sense. <laughs> but when you're, it does when you're fighting with NPCs and you're fighting. No, doesn't make sense <laughs> and you're fighting a war you're fighting each battle individually like if you could just pull the entire dungeon and then all of a sudden like i don't think they wanted all the npcs to be like in one place i don't know i don't know that that was their seemed like the normal thing they do which is block off a path they do it in all the other dungeons too they just they put a barrier until you clear the mobs and then suddenly it explodes and you can keep yeah, going wow randomly 
Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It's literally the exact same thing. It, it'd be cooler if the NPCs broke the barriers every time too. Like you need Emmerich to break yeah. this one, and so if you tried to do it without him, it wouldn't open. I don't know. Um. I don't want the way on Sid in every dungeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can we talk about Evilis now? Yes. I guess. Okay, so I've only done it once. So I'm going to need some help talking about this one. Um, it was fucking awesome. It was cool. It was I remember being cool. Like, I remember they... dying a lot. Oh, no, no. The <laughs> difficulty of the actual uh, dungeon was actually interesting. I, th I thought it was decent difficulty for a 24-man. Yes. But um, I, I think the storyline leading up to it and after it was also really, really good. I'm really, really happy that they were able to integrate both Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy twelve like copies of those kind of characters into the lore of Eorzea and it actually make it feel like it it actually felt like it made sense like it didn't feel as forced as I as forced as I expected yeah Fran like, felt the, like a character that made thing, sense yeah like Fran felt like a character that kind of fit into this story uh and because the tactic stuff is historical and not happening right now it was a lot more believable that like this stuff went down at some point than oh yeah the tactic stuff is part of this story like I actually feel like it made a lot more sense than some of the other fan servicey things that they've tried to force into the game. Like this one felt the most cohesive. Like the Crystal Tower thing felt really, really forced. Like, did oh it? yeah, Ancient Alec. It did for me because it, it was like Ancient Alec stuff, but everything was a reference to FF3. But that Whereas was this, a lot less forced than Omega's. But, but this, this felt like they actually tried to make the story of tactics a version of it canonical to Aorzia yeah, yeah. and, and have the and have areas and characters from. 12 or similar versions of them canonical to Aorzea. It didn't feel like they were just doing this other content with references to, to an older game. It actually felt like, no, no, this is part of it. And I like that. That's feeling. true. I liked, That's like, true. And I think I, I bringing in, I agree. and I think yeah. bringing in guest writers was the reason for that. Yeah. Because they actually brought in the guy who wrote tactics to write the story. I mean, you can't, it was really good. Like, I was I was expecting a lot worse when the series first started at the beginning of Stormblood. I was I was a little hesitant, but it got really really good. A little long winded, but really really good. And obviously, some of the boss encounters were a little weird because they had that other guest guy from that TV show, uh, Gara, whatever it is, Garo like, or whatever. Yeah, but they Garo also had a guy who did um, like tactics ogre battles and stuff. I thought too. Yeah, no, that the writer of tactics yeah. and ogre battle is designed the story. But oh, he didn't do okay. The he didn't do the bosses. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he might have helped because some of the bosses are from those games. But I think he was more focused on mm -hmm. um, the writing, and you could tell because a lot of it was very very tightly woven together see i don't know i was uh, confused by a lot of the story it's like hey i'm possessed by a thing and i've got a thing and it's making me do a thing and we're gonna chase so after the thing and so i was just I, like i'm just gonna go chase the thing for yeah this. if you if you played like war of the lions which is like the remake of, of not even remake the special edition of tactics that came out for both mobile phones as well as psp, PSP like yeah. years ago yeah it was it's on both it's on psp ios android uh, but basically that that added some a little bit extra details to the original tactics game and i think the ending of it uh, ties much closer together to what they were saying with how there's this um, evil entity, you know, blah, 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 blah. And someone's saying in chat right now, uh, the Zodiac Brave story is extremely similar to the Asian story, like extremely similar to the point where there's actually a fan theory that the 12 that they always talk about summoning are actually the original Zodiac Braves. And like, it actually might be that tightly tied together. We also saw two big hints of the M of what could happen in MSQ later from this. Uh, the leader that Fran is referring to, uh, which is rumored to be this young girl, we are probably going to see her in the MSQ later because there's definitely going to be more 
interaction with the Viera in the next expansion that they've been hinting at. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we're, she's she has a lot. She drops a lot of hints about her their leader. And yeah, how they did keep talking about her. a leader. You're right, and, and we never yeah. saw who it was. Exactly. I mean, there was some fan FF12 fanboys going, "Oh my god, it's gotta be Ash." And it's, no, they've already, Ash. they've already had Ash in the storyline. Yeah, but they, I don't, they I don't mentioned know. Ash and uh, whatever. What was Ash's fiance's name in twelve? Rassler, uh, Rassler. Uh, um, yeah, Rassler. Yeah, and yeah. in this in this version, Ash and Rassler were siblings, and they like died or yeah. something. Like it actually had a whole yeah. story for them already, so it couldn't be. Ash. Gotcha. Okay, so that's good. So basically, um, yeah. So there's a hint there about who whoever Fran's leader is and what her role is going to be is probably going to lead into the future. And then at the end uh, of the tactic story, there was a special cutscene we got with the Garleans picking up the pieces from, I think it was the lighthouse. I don't even think it was the monastery. Yeah, it was the lighthouse. It was yeah. the, uh, I forget, the name is escaping me, but he's the, the boss. Yes, the Tartaros. one that does the Tartaros, yeah. Yeah. The one where he's like, what's two plus two? Tell me or you get debuff. Yeah. You know. So there's there's a reference to opening up the gates of Tartaros itself, which is basically like hell. I don't even remember that cutscene. I remember there was yeah. one, but I don't even it was, remember it. I remember being really creepy because it had nothing to do with the tactics storyline at all. And it was like the Garleans like coming and salvaging some shit. So I suspect we're going to see that uh, most likely early Shadowbringers. We'll see, see and that's some sort of interesting too, because I feel like a lot of times the 24 man doesn't really connect to the MSQ. Well, I know I'm going to say this and Jux is going to shit on me for it. But yeah, I think Yoshida might have mentioned something how he wanted to start connecting side story characters into the main um plot like remember i mentioned the the guy with the assy robe the little dude ukele from yeah. boring triad quest characters like that eventually he would like to not require you to have gone through that quest line to use them like he wants to find a way to fix that issue where he wants those characters to be able to show up like look at Kryle, she's part of eureka but she's also part of msq right so i think this is actually the team for ff14 trying to integrate um side stories back into the central yeah that's true because actually in the msq they're like oh aren't you busy with eureka stuff like they mentioned yep. that and then she's yep. like oh yeah but i you know it's fine for right now because i need to do this, this is more important um yep. so like yeah i didn't even and, like think of that but yeah yep. and it's funny because they did it in a way that whether you've done eureka or not there's nothing that feels weird about that statement true yeah they're very cautious it looks like about the writing there so I think they're going to try to progress down this path where a certain side characters either come in and out the way Kral does, or uh, there's a lot of hints in the Evilist storyline about what could happen in the future. Uh, Hien constantly in the MSQ references Dalmasca. In the side story, you go to ask them for help. Uh, there's also references to Fran alluding to her leader, and it sounds like that might be important. And they, they do make a promise that Doma will help... Um, Dalmasca once they aren't just rebel factions and they actually unite under a single leader. So that we, that might go somewhere in the next uh, MSQ. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, in addition to that, it sounds like the end of tactics is a lead into something, some weapon the Garleans are going to use either in this battle we're about to have or maybe in Shadowbringers. Like, not who knows which one, but it definitely feels like a lead-in of some kind. And then, again, r rumors all these rumors now because of the hints that were dropped in tactics that, oh man, maybe the Zodiac Braves are actually the 12 and that's who you're summoning and all the, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's fan. really cool if that ends up being true. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interest you find, I think it also talks about, I think the point in history, I'd have to check the, the lore stuff, but I think the point in history they're referring to with Ramza and all them is actually in between 
the Allegan Empire and like modern day Garlemald Gar and stuff like that. So it's I think it might be the first time in the story they gave us lore about that weird period of history in between the Allegans like falling off and like this. Either that or this might actually predate the Allegan Empire. I'm not really sure. I'd have to check the dates that they mentioned in the storyline. But there's some interesting stuff there. I'm sure maybe Ethis Asher or another community member who knows more about the lore would have more info. But Yeah, maybe, but that I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I mean, I feel like even some of the theories you've brought to us today already are ones I hadn't heard about until now. So now I'm like optimistically hopeful for these cool theories and watch them all be wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure at least one will stick in some way. I mean, it's got to stick. There's got to be something tying this to the main story because what, like uh, Stripe said, why would the Garleans be at the lighthouse if this was just some side thing? I mean, you're right. There's, there's you're right. Um, but last question before I move on from Ivalice. Now that we've seen at least what one clan of Viera looks like in the game model, who's changing <sighs> characters? <laughs> uh, All right, Master Race. <clears throat> you're, sorry, you're sorry. not changing? No, I, I like my dragon guy. I, I like it. I'm a good old I, I don't want to, I do not want to be a rabbit. <laughs> well, Dragons I mean, we don't rabbit. know what the boy rabbits will look like. The boy you don't know if there will be boys. The boy rabbits. There, there better be. I mean, they made male cat girls. Why wouldn't there be male bunny girls? Male bunny girls. Yeah, there's male cat girls. I, I'll admit, there was something that made me really laugh when I was reading up on the lore. Like, apparently, like the male and the female Vera don't get along, so they live separately. We <laughs> just started giggling at that. I don't know why. All I know is that this rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai. If you got that reference, I you're don't, amazing. I don't get the reference, I'll tell you the reference later. It's amazing. Okay. Someone in the chat might get it. Weed. I'm hoping someone in the chat gets that reference. I, I think I know what he's talking about, but I'm going to remain silent for now. I'm curious if the other race of Viera are going to be like tall too, or they're going to be like shorter bunnies. I, I assume they wouldn't change the heights much. Uh, they'll probably just change skin tone and things like that. Yeah. Something yeah. you can't really it's see. Based on, yeah, it's based on like what the other clans Yeah, have but been. there's been like, um, like, fan art where people have been like oh it's going to be this like other Viera clan that we've heard about in some of the other Evil East games and they're going to be like these shorter versions of them so I don't know if they would actually do that or if they would uh... you know what they should just have the Viera look like uh, just like the female Auras but like have ears on them no so have, no like, no <laughs> I think that Fran looks cooler than than the Aura so I'm I'm happy like I don't think in the long run I would stay away from Femro but I don't know. I might, I'll experiment with the character creator and see what I come up with. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, so we're going to keep going through the patch notes. Um, we'll talk about Blue Mage uh, a little bit, but I want to just kind of knock out a bunch of stuff before we get into that discussion because that's probably going to take us to the end of our show. Oh. So let's just talk about some of the other things. Um, has anyone actually seen anyone with the dog mount for having all the dog mounts? Yeah. There's You've a seen uh, it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I've seen a few in Gilgamesh. Okay, I hadn't seen it yet, so I'm, I'm not. I've, I've seen the picture of it on the patch notes, but I haven't seen it. Go to there. Ralker's Reach around prime time. There's usually two or three people running around. All right, so they did add that. Um, I guess it's time for me to finally start farming. I usually wait until that gap between uh, the last patch and the expansion to start farming. So, I guess I, it's time. I shall join you. I have yet to get all my birds. And I want. Jackson, why dogs. are you shaking your head? What? Why Why would you mount farm? Why? why I don't why? know. There's something some, about having all of the ones from the primal fights that's kind of cool. Some, some people like collecting. 
Some people That's the reason I still play Pokemon Go is literally because I like to collect things. Do you know the real reason though, Juxta? The real reason people farm these mounts? Because they're broken. No, because there's nothing else to fucking do. <laughs> They've got all the content. They're I in mean, a drought. that's why what I said I wait until the drought to do it. But it, yeah, it's, I'm not actually even criticizing the game. It's just a normal cycle for MMOs. At the end of an, an expansion, before the new big content comes out, you everyone goes and levels all its farms mounts. It's just a normal part of the the genre. Yeah, I need it's, to still finish uh, Machinist. So I still have one job that's not 70, so I need to yeah. finish that. I, I will say. I do appreciate mount farming. I used to play Destiny One, um, and it I'm was so sorry. good for it. Yeah, I know, I know. But the biggest problem with Destiny, at least Destiny One, I, I don't play Destiny Two anymore for reasons, was content drought because there's nothing to do. There's no mount farming. It's just you're waiting. In fact, it got so bad that there was this one animated skit where they were doing like a weather and the, the Guardian is like today on uh, content drought news yeah. more drought <laughs> i mean it, yeah it's yeah. common so like so jack said that that's why i mean and that's why i i i farmed the ponies and the birds in the same way when there was nothing else to do um they've added new custom deliveries which i assume for crafters are like the exact same thing as they were before Turning in for scripts. I'm hoping again that when we get the uh, end game crafting content in Ishgard, that it will be different <laughs> than custom deliveries. Oh, Why but do you still believe? I believe. Content, I believe. Crafting. Hold on. What do you do as a as a disciple of war? What's your primary form of content? Just general content. Fighting stuff. Fighting stuff, right? And what do you do as part of end game? You fighting fight stuff. Fight stuff, right? Yeah, it makes sense. So now, as a blacksmith, a weaver, alchemist, all these crafting jobs, what's your primary form of content? Fighting stuff. No, no, make, making stuff. <laughs> making stuff making and stuff. turning That's it where in. You went wrong. Yeah. Right. Something hey. with my black so, so you make stuff and you either hand it to an NPC or you sell it, right? But your primary thing is making stuff. So why don't you take a wild fucking guess? What your end game content? I mean, I'm sure be? you're gonna make stuff. I just want them to change the mechanic of it a little bit so that yeah, don't throw your arms up. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they need, they need to change the mechanic a little so it actually feels like it's end game crafting and not same game crafting. What? I don't know. We had this. What is the differentiator? It's <laughs> I don't know. I leave that up to Square Enix. I'm not the one that's making an MMO. Oh, they are. But battle battle classes don't have a differentiator. Why do you expect crafting classes to have a differentiator between normal content and endgame in terms of? Because normal content and endgame has a difficulty curve at least. Okay, so you'll, it'll be much harder to make stuff, just like it's harder <laughs> to battle stuff for the other ones. <laughs> that's literally the definition. Fine. Like, okay. The raid for the crafters. Make your ish Fine. Like, it makes you yes, feel better. Yeah. I'm actually probably going to participate in crafting because of that. Because I like the idea of contributing to a community. So I'm. I, I won't go crazy. I'll probably have one thing maxed or something. Yeah, I just I'll do Weaver some, most of the time you know, and nothing else. But yeah, yeah. I'll probably do Goldsmith or Blacksmith. <laughs> but like the point is like, I like the idea of us working together towards a goal. I would prefer. No, I like to be that battle too. Content. Much prefer to be battle content. But if I have to make a couple things once a, once or twice a week to like, help the community hit a goal yeah let's do it like you know what i mean yeah that's, raid I mean, food that's actually yeah there are, there are good things crafters make that are actually super important oh like, it's yeah it's always nice absolutely. to throw mats for raid and stuff like that yeah raid that food and potions and stuff for sure yeah. um all right let's go through some of these other things um we can now do fractal and pharaoh's hard with our squadrons who's Fine. still doing squadron stuff not me uh, uh, no I, I, does anyone still do squadron stuff my title and that's it i'm good yeah i mean i guess i should go back and do it and get that last like rank up in the grant for grant company but yeah. that was like like the only reason why it's like why am i not ranking up oh you gotta do five command missions like ah damn it 
damn it. Okay. That was like the only reason why I did yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. So there's um, estate stuff. Okay, so now we have new tags for estates. You can be a florist. We can be a cafe, a photo studio, a library, a haunted house. But still no podcasting studio, so I don't know if I care about <laughs> I'm waiting for so it. Dumb. The day that we get podcasting studio as a tag on our free company house. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Um, they added... I think they're more likely to do like an office. Like an all or a business tag, then they are going to do something specific. Like <laughs> I mean, or even if it's like studio, or even just putting like studio, a photo studio. Photo, I mean, photo studio, but just putting like studio would be better. I, I, I just don't know if, if there's enough FF14 podcasters, <laughs> as there are people who role play in cafes or who take photos, which or as you know, but why not just the stu- dude, just studio? I, someone in our static. Like Anika and, and and Dante static, I should say now or was right. Cali stopped playing. But yeah, he's not anyway, anymore. This guy, yeah. he he did a haunted house one day, like a year back. I don't he remember, did a like, we did a murder mystery at his house. Yeah, he did like a murder mystery out of his house. We, yeah, we did a full on. His house is amazing, and he like had somebody die, and we like had clues, yeah. and we had to figure out who was the murderer. It was he, like a full on thing. It was cool. He, he did some weird shit with hidden doors to that place that I wasn't ready for. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he knows how to manipulate all the furnishings to make them like glitch into each other and stuff. Um, I know they did change the way that some of the furnishings work this time around. I'll have to actually ask Kelly like yeah. how that did. They changed yeah. like the visibility of some of it and the, the right. snapping of some of it. So I don't know what yeah. that's going to actually change. I, I went into that so pessimistic, but it came out so happy. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. It was fun. Um, they <laughs> yeah. added new fishies and orchestrian roles and flowers. Um, they've added the, the contest winner things. And so I'll actually throw them up on the, on the stream real quick there. Um, they added, so there's like the little cooking area, um, and a little like painting set, little, um, there's like Christmas trees hanging on the wall. I'm not really sure about that one. Um, they added the fat cat sofa and the little like cat perch thing going on with plushies, um, and like different gardens with like different veggie stuff. So like this was stuff that won that furnished design contest that's now in the game. That couch chair thing's kind of funny. It's cute. I want it. I like the little wooden table. They also thing. added this loft thing, which I think is hilarious because Callie spent so long telling me how he glitched stuff to make shelves and things float to look like a loft, and now there is one. Oh, he's going <laughs> to free it. <laughs> I should ask him how he feels about it because, like, it's been two weeks since the stuff's been out. I haven't really talked to him. I don't know if he knows yet. Maybe I don't. He should. I mean, he, he didn't read the notes. He doesn't know yet. He should. Hasn't even played. I don't know how he hasn't been playing that at all. Oh. I guess you've been I mean, on you can more. Click so much more stuff up on there that it's going to be a good thing. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's probably going to be so much easier to glitch stuff into floating and like that. Oh, by putting stuff on that and then we removing it. Yeah, yeah. Float. It's going to look weird. You're weird. Yeah. They also added um, mannequins for Lollafell and Rogadin. Still no like yeah, races that nobody wants. Great job. Okay, lots of people want Lollafell. Don't lie about that. Nobody. Well, I, 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 you can always use another punting bag. I mean, <laughs> but we still don't have what Aura or Hure or Elizin. Or Elizin. Yeah. Okay. The real races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean the only race, the Femro race? That's great because we've got Femro now, so that's all I needed in my life. Yeah, um, all, all two of them. We got. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the gold saucer. Um, I have not done the new gate yet. Mahjong. Yeah, and we'll get... I hear Mahjong's Mahjong. actually fun and people are playing it. Well, if you've ever played Mahjong, I'll give you a hint what to expect. I mean, I've played... Mahjong. Yeah, but the, so no, here's the <laughs> thing, though. Don't, like, some people don't realize that the traditional American version of Mahjong is not the real version of Mahjong. Um, the, version, the American version The American version of Mahjong, version of yeah, Mahjong is, is a matching game. Oh... Where you literally have a bunch of tiles stacked on top of each other and you match two and they disappear and then you match two and they disappear. That's the Mahjong I grew up with. 
in America. That's a mahjong on computer. And now I have a stepmom from Taiwan, and she comes to visit, and she's like, hey, let's play mahjong. And she brings out this board with, like, four different play settings, and I'm like, what is this? And she's like, this is mahjong. And I'm like, what? And so I actually played it uh, before, and so when they decided to put it into... 14 i thought it was like an interesting i mean i guess it's a way to get like western people into like asian games and stuff which is kind of cool and it's like the traditional eastern version and there's like different tile sets there's like domen tile set or there's the traditional japanese or asian tile set um i know more people are playing it than verminion so it's a success i guess i i think it i don't think they did it to introduce people to anything well, why, think, why did they do it nobody asked for this people wanted yes, they said why they did it they said why they did it they yeah. a bunch of guys a bunch of developers thought it'd be funny on the side to program a game that they always play at work into the game so they put it in there and then oh. they put it in the gold saucer and when mm. they showed it to the management the manager went that's pretty funny how far along is it they're like like more than three quarters so like all right screw it here you have some time finish it up <laughs> it was on their yeah. own time initially and then they were got three quarters of the way done and we're like you know what screw it we'll give you a couple weeks just, just throw it actually in there. do it oh god yeah and they were like okay great it's like it, this happens all the time like like other games there was a developer on another game that he wanted to make a roller coaster for like for whatever reason and after like a year they're finally like hey did you ever make that roller coaster he goes yeah i have it sitting here for fun like okay cool put in the game next week and like things happen like this all the time with development studios. It's I mean, really funny. Okay, that makes. It's sense. always great to see like like individual passion projects like show up. Sometimes it's little shit like mahjong as a mini game or a roller coaster or something stupid. But every now and then you get an actual feature of the game coming out of ideas like this. So it's always healthy to encourage. I mean, that, I mean, like, I don't, do kind of I don't disagree with this. I guess, I guess, I just really want to know why. It, it didn't take away from anything. You just want it took away American from Blitzfall. You just oh want the American God. version of I don't want the American I, version I of Mahjong. I have multiple apps for the American version of Mahjong. I don't need that. I just, if I'm going to play a, a mini game in 14, I want it to be Final Fantasy mini games. I play the Triple Triad. I really do. They added new cards and NPCs, and I've been playing. I've been doing that. Um, I, it, I, if they put Blitzball, that's a Final Fantasy game. I would play that in 14. You're it's, really embracing this whole Final Fantasy theme park thing, aren't you? Yes. Really? really I mean, if they made a Final Fantasy theme park, I would go. I would rather have Tetra Master than Blitzball. What? Tetra Master's so bad, though. I know. Oh, my God. That's how much I don't care about Blitzball. But Mahjong, why? I don't care about Mahjong either. I just think it's cool that the devs had an idea and like were able to they throw it in real fast. I thought it was but cool. what about the gate being called Air Force One? I think that was a that's, poor That's funny as shit. I think it's a poor choice. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure they went to Koji and said, what does this sound like in American? He goes, oh, I got a great idea. <laughs> Um, I have not played the gate yet, but like it looks. I haven't done the gate. Either. It looks fun. I don't know. Jax, have you done it? The gate? Yeah. God no. Okay. <laughs> but the, Why would I waste my time? They doing also a removed the uh, time of my life gate, which I think was the one where you do like the dancing emotes on the stage. I don't know if that's just because no one was doing it, but it wasn't a bad one, like that stupid vase one. I'm so glad they got rid of that one. But I'm not sure why they removed the time of my life one, but they did. Uh, but now you can buy the gold saucer and ride on it. So that's cool. It, if you have, <laughs> what, is it the same as Fenrir or more expensive? It's, it's two million. It's two million? Two million. It's more. Oh my gosh. I'm like finally almost up to one million. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, I'll buy Fenrir. Do, do, should I save well, for this or buy Fenrir? Still, you can still buy Fenrir. I, I would buy Fenrir. I think Fenrir is cool. Oh, but yeah, the gold saucer one's a multi-person mount, right? No. 
No, oh, it's not. Sure? You no. can't put one on each side of one no. on each side. I heard. I thought it was two people. If it's two people, it's worth saving for, because you currently cannot buy what? any multi-person mount in the game. You'd have to get it either through the mog station or through the uh, uh, wedding, or through the recruiter friend. This, if if this is multi-person, I could be completely wrong. But if this is multi-person, it would make sense because it is so ridiculously expensive. It's probably the only time they would. Okay, Nigerian Bucket says it's only one person. It's only oh, one. Juxta's uh, right again. Damn it. it, fuckers! Uh, it's just so weird that it's it, he's holding sauce and all this stuff. Really, one person like it. One person, is, bitch. Yeah, that really sucks. Um, we did get a couple <sighs> battle changes, I guess, that are worth mentioning. I'll... Um, that monk got a bunch of potency buffs for when you fail your positionals. So, like, if you fuck up your positional, it's you do more damage than you used to, which is cool. Machinist got some potency buffs, and White Mage got major enmity reduction, which is really nice. So and now Mim can stop got, yelling hate. Stealing our ass size got buffed to fuck. It was so good. Yeah, I hear it's like really that ass size and uh, what was the other one? The plenipotentiary or whatever it's called. Like, oh, yeah, that's up to 30 seconds Yeah, like now. those are both like way better than they were before. And are super actually like, better. yeah, super good. Um, now, Omega Normal Mode, you can do like all the things and not have a weekly item restriction except for the weapon one is still restricted. New Feast is starting. Nobody cares. Okay, last thing. I thought the uh, one thing, I thought the responses to like when they were talking in the live letter about why they're doing buffs to like Monk and White Mage and mm -hmm. whoever, I thought it was really interesting that they're like, they're trying to like be very like, they're trying to calm everyone down. They're like, remember, we're buffing these, but everyone's getting changed. In <laughs> yeah, they did say so, that. They're like, yeah, we're giving so buffs, we're gonna... but everyone's going to get changes at the expansion. So, so don't worry. So these guys are, these guys are yeah. probably going to get nerfed right away. Like we're probably just going to nerf the shit out of these guys immediately. <laughs> so don't, so just, just, just make sure you're okay with the buffs for now but yeah like, they wanted to like for some, cause i don't know do people bitch when like their job yeah, doesn't get a buff it's, I don't know. It, no it's a it's a design problem so what happens is like when you have classes that are or jobs that are like slightly better than others uh eventually what can happen is the community can over time perceive something as being way better instead of like two percent better so what'll happen is let's let's pretend just for a second like Dragoon and Ninja were like really, really close in DPS, mm -hmm. but because but Ninja had like slightly more utility, which I think it does actually, um, and mm -hmm. then people start favoring it, and then eventually Dragoon falls out of favor in general, like in like maybe the raid scene or something else. Over time, what'll happen is uh, a notion will get spread among players that no one wants Dragoons. Dragoons are no good, even though the difference in damage between them is one or two percent. The problem in that scenario is if Square Enix buffs them to be you know, within less than 1% difference of each other, it doesn't usually shift perception. You actually have to overbuff jobs and classes before people start to notice that, hey, this is really, really good now. Mm. And, 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 and even then, the pendulum could end up swinging the other way. So it becomes a problem where a lot of times you see MMO designers like overbuffing stuff just to compensate. I've seen Square Enix do this in Heavensward. I think it was with Warrior. They did this a couple times because no one was using it in the beginning and then they overbuffed it or maybe it was vice versa. It might have been Paladin. There was some tank. No, Paladin was early. shitty. It was, it was Paladin. It was, it was Paladin. Yeah, it was Paladin Nobody in early Heaven's Ward. It was really bad. Everyone was doing Warrior Dark Knight and then like they overbuffed it to try to like shift the Yeah, the they made it so that you, strength and stuff mattered. Right. There was like, well, oh, was or Vitality had added yeah. your strength. That, that was a different design problem that affected <laughs> all the tanks, but yeah, yeah, I'm I not going to get into that one. I loved that, that one that, though. That made me so uh, happy. I, that made yeah. me rage. That, that was such a hack, and even they knew it was a hack, too. I know, but as a tank, but... I loved it so much. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, and Narnan in chat is referencing... Uh... Let's not talk about World of Warcraft no, there. He, we have our WoW correspondent on. We might as well let him talk about no, it. No, he's our I'm assistant just saying, to the uh, MMORPG all, correspondent. 
All I was going to say is the thing Narnan is referencing is also true. Recently in BFA, there was a class called Elemental Shaman and Enhancement Shaman that had the same problem where in the beginning of the expansion, no one wanted to play them. They were just considered shit. And even though they did a few hot fixes two weeks in and buffed their numbers up a little bit and they were pretty competent, the ship had already sailed and all the raid teams had already said no shamans, blah, blah, blah. So there were memes on Reddit going around that, oh, uh, is a shaman on a bench going, oh, no one wants me. This is where I belong on the bench. And it actually caused the community to want shamans even less. And it was like a ripple effect where perception started to rule. And even though shamans were fine-ish, uh, no one They're would take fine. them. Let's, let's be They're honest. fine now. But uh, the point, yeah, they really are. But the point is like, they, it was a perception problem. And the devs, I think, had to talk about that, about how they want to try to fix that. But, but you know, WoW and FF14 both have this issue all the time. And I think other MMOs have this issue as well, but it's not as prevalent because these are the two games with like big rating scenes, right? And rating is usually why this happens because there's a couple people at the top who say these classes or jobs are better than others. And then the community tends to just follow suit over time. So it's just a common design problem where people end up over buffing to try to trick the community into balancing the scales. And it's it's hard because how do you change perception? I mean, that, that could honestly be a whole podcast episode by itself about how you change community perception on things, but it's a really good idea. It's something to think about. And I think it's something that most designers haven't really figured out. I've never thought about that. <laughs> how are you not? I've never thought about it in the way that Strife is presenting it, okay? Strife is good at presenting points. That's why he's on our show so often. Because I like the way he talks about I thought it. you had no one else. <laughs> no. You told me it was because there was no one else. That's not why. <laughs> I just didn't want to bother you if you didn't want to be on the show. That's all. Um, okay, last thing before we get going here. Let's finally open the floodgates. Oh, throw wide the gates for Blue Mage. Um, Blue Mage was released one week after. I'm not entirely sure why they're spreading out content. Maybe because they know there wasn't a lot of it. So we're going to spread it out. Um, So they dropped Blue Mage a week after. So it's only been out since Tuesday. And um, I'm hearing mostly good things. Again, I've been sick. I haven't actually tried Blue Mage. So I'm going to default this to some of the other players here who have been playing Blue Mage. I know, Dante, you've been spending a lot of time on Blue Mage. What's your uh, first perceptions of it? Honestly, it's mixed because when you first start out, you're not overpowered. In fact, I think it would be easy you could put in a roulette. But then you start getting the things that make the class absolutely broken, like right. 1,000 kneels plus um, swift cast. And it, it gets really fun. My problem with the Dark Knight is the drop rate that's on the four and five star skills are horrid. I was in a, I think I told Stripe about this when we were getting things set up. I was in a farm party last night, three hours in the freet, and he would not drop his skill. He now, just wouldn't. Now, here's the question. If you're in a group of all blue mages, would all blue mages get it at the same time, or is it particular to you? Yes, yes. Actually, that, that is the thing. Uh, it's a, if one person gets it, they all get it, unless you die. There is one role, the way the mechanics work, there is one role for all blue mages in the party, and it happens at the same moment. The single roll of dice. Okay. Not not a different roll. It's not per for each person. person. Okay. It's I didn't realize that. Blue, it's like the party's blue mage skill roll. Yeah, that's that's the best way to word it. Everybody will get the skill at the exact same time. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the story of the blue mage, I actually like it because there's no real villain per se in that one. You've got a problem with two people with two different points of view. Uh, I'm not sure. If, are we talking spoilers? Yeah, you can, you can spoil. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but again, this is our spoiler episode. Okay. Go for it. Uh, all right. So basically the story is there's this Indian type 
of a tribe out in the new world that Master and Blue Mage. And this, there's some Aorzi explorers with there, and you have two Blue Mages, and they both perceive things a little differently. You've got one that says, um, we should preserve their way of life. Who are we to make their decisions? Or you've got the other guy who said, no, we need to introduce technology. There's Cerulean there. We need to build a mine. Heck, we could actually employ these um, it, tribesmen and they could earn a proper wage and they could get rid of their stupid superstitions. And I actually kind of like that because they are both right and wrong at the same time. In fact, there's a NPC that runs the uh, Blue Carnival that says the same thing. Like, you guys are both right. So, hey, how about we just resolve this in the arena? Winner, the winner is right. We'll resolve it that way. So duke it out Shonen style. Nice. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and I, I really appreciated that. Unlike uh, most of the class stories where, like, Summoner, um, especially in AR, you just had that one summoner that just wanted to destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually really appreciated the Blue Mage story. The, I, I haven't mean, done I'm, everything yet with it because I'm still doing the Blue Carnival stuff, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I'm only I'm only halfway through, but the one thing I did notice is that I think there's only a new story every ten levels instead of every five, even though it's yeah, like levels. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think honestly, that's because. It levels up so quickly, especially with people doing the exploit. Yeah, did it, could did be it level feel, 50. Did it feel short to you, like, overall? Uh, I would say yes, because uh, being uh, honest, I leveled 1 through 30 in like an hour and a half. Wow, really? By just doing, yeah, it's, it's, really quick. it's really quick. And That's I did the last 20 levels with an exploit with free company members that were um, wanting assistance for shame. Uh, I know. Is it actually an exploit? Like what? What? It's, it is considered an exploit. However, it is considered Square an Enix exploit. will not Wait. punish you for it, though. Yes, they yeah. because they <laughs> do consider it foremost a critical bug in their system, and it's hard to enforce. And so many people have exploited it already. They're not going to ban anyone who's currently exploiting it, but it will be patched in with 5.0 if like that's their goal right now. It won't be yeah, hot. Yeah, normally I wouldn't do it, but it was like it's a limited job, and I was starting to hear from the people that were playing all day that the drop rates for some skills are stupid. Like, okay, let's let's just go ahead and do this. And yeah, is something out. that makes Blue Mage level really fast really matter when you can't queue up or do it's, endgame with it's, it? It's, the problem is it's technically an exploit that could affect any job. It's just because Blue Mages get bonus XP in the open world, oh. the exploit suddenly becomes very lucrative as opposed to a meh, like. Put it this way, using that exploit on another job, yeah, you might level a little faster, but you could probably still level faster doing either fates or like um dungeon spam and stuff like that. So or pals of the yeah. dead, whatever. Like the difference is because Blue Mage's primary way to level because of all the bonus XP is in that mode, uh by switch what is it? You switch your you go to a max level job, you like one shot something and quickly switch your job to Blue Mage, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would have to do it with a preferably a ranged attack like Red Mage is what I used. Yeah. So the the problem here is that at level 50, when we were leveling in these old areas originally, we didn't have a job that could just one-shot something for, like, mass amounts of XP. Mm -hmm. uh, now you have level 70 players with decent gear going in, one-shotting something, and there's this weird timer on the server side uh, after uh, like that we haven't quite left combat yet that you can basically exploit to, like, switch jobs. It's really fucked up. It's definitely an exploit. I personally don't recommend people do it because you never know if Square Enix will change their mind and ban you. It's not really worth it. But yeah. if you've done it, currently Square says they're not going to ban anyone right now. 
but they are trying to fix it. I, I would just be careful when using exploits, guys. Yeah, yeah I would not, I'm not encouraging the use of exploits at all. The only reason why I did was three company members wanted to do it. And it's like, come on, Dante, help us, please. You're the only yeah. one on. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. It's a limited job only, but I'm not doing this for any other classes. So that was like the only reason why I did that. Yeah. To be fair, I think it's a similar amount of XP to having someone walk around and like one shot stuff for you after you tag it, right? It's not that much different. No, it's full yeah. XP. It's it's more. It's full XP that you would get. Yeah, I think if oh, someone oh, else tags oh. it, you get reduced XP. True. Okay. Makes but I sense. remember back in one I don't remember how much they changed it for the 2.0, but I used to level things by like being in a party with someone, having them round it all up, and then like dropping the party and killing it, and then I would still get XP for it. I think they changed that by 2.0, but like that's how I leveled a couple jobs in 1.0. Um, so I feel like it's something kind of similar to that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would do it. I haven't really put that much thought into how I'm going to level Blue Mage. It's going to be my time killer if I decide not to. Po uh, dog, um, dog farm. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, take that answering long. Answering one question in chat here. Uh, personally, when I was learning skills with dungeons, um, yeah, I did run into that problem where uh, we were doing it with four blue mages and it was taking a little bit of time. And then after that, we were just like, okay, one guy will be the escort at level 70 and everybody else will be blue mages. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, and then you just run it over and over, right? It seems yeah. It seems, I mean, it's possible with, to do things with four blue mages, but it's just you know. It's why faster. would you bother? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it's if you have like enough skills. If one blue mage takes mighty guard and runs it, and then another blue mage spams white wind or whatever, you pretty much can't die. <laughs> like, like it's yeah, all you really need you. to do. Like yeah. it's, it's it really just comes down to is the gear for all four blue mages pretty good for that level, and is uh. Do you have the appropriate skills to do the combos you need to kind of blow things up really fast? If you do, it's great. If you don't, ugh. All right, so let's speak a little bit about the RNG. So you said that, because I've seen people bitching that it's too oh. hard and they should make it easier, but I thought oh the whole, God. like, but I thought we wanted it oh. to be hard. Like, so where's the disconnect here? I mean, honestly, I would appreciate it if they made the drop rates for the, because when you're going through the Blue Mage story, there's two sets of criteria. You've got to be a certain level and you have to have a certain skill. And I was getting the first couple skills pretty easily, but uh, there was one in particular that drove me up a wall called Gloom that you need to get from Arum Vale, the, sec the coin tosser boss, I think is his name. You mean Glower? Oh, yeah. And it would not drop. I think I did it like 29 times before I finally learned it, so I could finally do the level 50 Blue Mage quest. Oh, wow. Okay. After, yeah. Then after that, it gets worse. Um, the hard mode dungeons, depending on the skill, it's either easy or hard, or some stuff like Diamond Back. I can't get that to drop. I can't get anything from the uh, X or hard mode trials to drop. But I mean, they did say at FanFest uh, it was going to be really hard. There. It seems like like Mr. Happy and a few other streamers who've been like spamming Blue Mage since it came out. It seems like the consensus is everything outside of the primal fights has been relatively easy to get, like a couple hours at most. But the primal fights, like Shiva and Ifrit and all those, they take a lot of time. Like I think they're running, shit. yeah, they're like running like 50, 60, 70 runs to try to learn the skill kind of deal. Yeah. Ugh, like why would you mm. see this? It's is the like, problem I have with Blue Mage is like yeah. why what. Why? 
it is easier to farm multiple ponies for those fights than it is to farm the skill yeah and then you get this blue mage book and it has holes in it and it tells you where to go get it which you know incentivizes is the whole completionism problem i have like it's like even the shitty moves you gotta go get them right well if yeah yeah you guys found the uh there's some guides though right to like where each skill is and stuff like i'll link it in the chat right now but yeah yeah i've got a document of where they all at but yeah there's some really bad ones like uh, nika uh there's one skill called sardine where you just like shoot a fish out of your mouth it does like five damage (laughs) you still have to get it (laughs) wow yeah okay um i mean it's a fun class so like but like is is it are people like I don't know. I just feel like it's a limited class and it's only meant to be a time waster. And we knew that from the start. So if people bitching about how yeah. hard it is, I feel like, do you want to have all of all of Blue Mage done in a week? Like, is that your goal here? And then to not well, touch it again? Me, that, that's kind of my goal because Kingdom Hearts is next week. Okay, sure. But yeah. <laughs> back to Kingdom Hearts now that Jux has stepped away. Kingdom Hearts, we can talk about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, I think back to Blue Mage, I gotta, I gotta, gotta play the Jux right now while he's gone. But back to uh, Blue Mage, I think the reason that why he's or why the job is why people are spamming it, right? Like why people are trying to get it done is just because it's new. It's something different. It's, you know, it's uh, it's not content we've had before. And I think because it's new and exciting and it gives people a reason to go do stuff they haven't seen in a while. Like when's the last time you went back to like the AR zones and grinded mobs? You know what I mean? You've had your stuff leveled forever. So I think that's the big reason. Also, a lot of people who are nostalgic for old school MMOs, it kind of fits that vibe for them because they're just grinding mobs instead of spamming dungeons and other stuff. So I don't know. I think there's just a, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of like hype around this job, even though it's limited. And I think that's why people are like trying to like quickly max it up, out the max level and get as much of the skills as they can. It's a completionism thing. It's the same right. reason people want all the mounts, all the pets. It's the same kind of thing. Some people want all the mounts. Some people want all the pets. Some people want all the blue mage spells the same kind of yeah i'll probably want to get all of them too personally yeah like i really like to do the challenge log or not challenge log the uh sightseeing log i'm really mad that the uh, original arr sightseeing log is so difficult i've only managed to get like three of them but uh like because you have to be there at the right time at the right weather in exactly the right spot and there's not even a little indicator and you have to like face the exact right direction it's really stupid yeah it's the, when they added the indicators, that was a huge quality of life. Uh, yeah, it was. And they, for most of them, you don't have to t- worry about weather or... Uh, um, someone's asking how do they call in. Uh, call in through Discord. Yeah, Discord. You just, yeah, same way as before. Yeah, cool, we might get a tough call hold, before we go. Um, so channel. before we, we get there, we can finish up our discussion and then take a call before we go. Um, last thing is the, the Masked Carnival. Um, I still don't really understand what it is other than, like, is it like a coliseum Basically, of I monsters? Yeah, I haven't done any of it, but from what I understand, it's an arena. You have to do a fight, and you can you need some stuff to uh, make the fight more doable. Like, I believe, I think it's Carnival Level 10. Someone told me that you need Diamondback before you do it, because there's something there that does, like, 9k damage on you. But yeah, it's something like that. But, like, what... Basically, a bunch of, like, uh, like mini fights that are used to, like, test your skill i guess okay but kind it's, it's like blue mage it's collect. blue mage specific content right nobody else can do it so right. like what do you get from doing it two spells uh, i can't say because i have allied seals well allied you do seals. get two spells so you get uh i have to open up the document here one second yeah so there's doom, and, doom flute and something else i think just doom Okay, uh, so you Doom get spe- definitely one of them. I just don't. All right, so the once you one. get the spells, though, what's the point of doing it? Like, it made it sound like to me, like you, like 
when they announced this, you want to level Blue Mage so that you can do the oh. Mass Carnival. Yeah, it's Moon Flute that you get from doing Mass Carnival level 10. You get Doom at level 20. Now, as for why you would want to do it besides the skill, after you get past the level 50 Blue Mage quest, the story, quote, quote, for Blue Mage continues via the uh, Mass Carnival. Now, as for you, why you want to keep repeating it, I honestly can't say because I haven't done it myself because oh, I need to get all the I skills. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I mean, achievements, yeah. okay. I just feel like since Blue Mage is not an end game rating class, I feel like they should have added some kind of end game style gear that you can only get through. Because I feel like Mass Carnival is supposed to be like Blue Mage's end game because Blue Mage can't do end game. So they should reward Blue Mages by getting cooler, like Blue Mage looking aesthetic gear from it. But I guess that's not the case i don't know there's weekly rewards i'm actually kind of happy with the level 50 uh, there's two sets of gear you get for blue mage you get the level one set the true blue one and then you get the uh one we saw in the uh fan fest trailer and i actually kind of like the one with fan fest trailer i actually made that my glam so yeah um uh, but yeah apparently like if you like it's something you can do like i think either every week and you get allied seals from it so you don't have to do stupid hunts to get allied seals to get the mount speed increases uh-huh that's basically the only reason you would do the carnival more than once i guess okay i was hoping it was more like end gamey for blue mage and it wasn't just like something you do for I, an achievement i mean yeah that's that's end game in this game get your weekly currency yeah, yeah. <sighs> Okay. I mean, at least they're going to expand it. I mean, there, there's going to be more. I mean, that's true. So, like, yeah. so from those of you who have been doing Blue Mage and you've been playing with other people doing Blue Mage, is the general responsiveness to Blue Mage positive? Yeah. From what I've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, everyone. No. <laughs> Not from what I've read. I, I mean, mean I with my free weeks. company. I mean, my free company, there's a lot of people grinding out Blue Mage skills. And it's like that. We love it, but all oh, this RNG, you know, kind of like that. I think people just people just they want the best of both, right? People want to have like the idea of I'm gonna go out and learn monster skills, but like the old school like RNG aspect of it, they seem frustrated because they're I don't know they're just I don't know why they have the expectation that it should be easier, but they do. Everyone that I've listened to complain is complaining that there's no point to having a blue mage because that you can't take it to end to end, end game and it's just so content uh, contained Perfect. into what blue mage is it's like once you do this then it's like what's the point yeah. there's i mean i think done. that's i think that's a general criticism on this limited job system more so than yeah. it is on blue mage itself but i agree i mean personally i would have rather had it be cut down a little bit like red mage was and and kind of fit into our model and yeah. you made it a real job personally i would have rather had that but I do think it's nice that Square went out of their comfort zone and kind of expanded this and made it try to feel more traditional. I just wish it didn't have to be this way, but I understand. Yeah. It's also like I the rotation of spells in this yeah. for with Blue Mage is like really, really There's stupid. Because no they, 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 didn't, they didn't actually design a rotation. Which, that's okay, I get. That's uh, fine. Yeah. If you're, but you gotta, if you're not going to have like a rotation, then you need to have like interesting spells it, it now it now feels like old school mmos where you just threw skills in the bar and people had to figure out rotations and then half the moves were never used it's they got the same yeah. problem as old school mmos had right now 
But so. I mean, with it being a limited job, do you think they'll ever care about that, or do you think it'll no. just? No, no, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I think they'll no. tweak it over time. I think if they if they see problem areas where the, only these skills are ever used and these are always ignored, I mean, they they could always tweak them, especially. But I don't think this is something they're ever going to look into more than once every, ooh, not even six months, probably like nine to ten months or something, because they're going to look at this at the beginning of Shadowbringers, like the point one patch probably. And then they might look at it again at the end of the expansion. That's it. I don't think they're ever going to look at it in the middle. They're not going to look at it during the expansion. It's I think this is going to be a uh, 0.5 expansion update job, and that's it. I don't think yeah. you're ever going to see anything beyond that. Yeah, it's just more content. It's not a job. How it's and like, oh, it's we get new triple triad yeah. cards. Oh, hey, new blue mage skills have been added at the end. It's yeah. the same thing yeah. as Choke, Choke Racing, triple triad. It's it's just it's side Mahjong. It's just side content for you. Yeah. To I hope that this whole limited job thing doesn't expand to other things. Like uh, there's someone in my free company saying that he wanted to see a limited job Beastmaster. I oh, think. Uh, I mean, I, Beastmaster would do well as a limited job though. Like people who want Beastmaster yeah. wouldn't, it would not work well in a raid setting. Like you charm monsters. Like that would work great as a limited job. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, other games have pet based jobs. I mean, look that... at what our summoner ended up as like, let's be real. I... Just because they screwed up once doesn't mean they have to screw up again, but you're probably right. One thing I want to point out to like, uh, I see this a lot on uh, forums that I visit is people requesting that they have weapon skills like trimmed down to like one. So when you press one button, your next skill is like already on oh, the, the, the PVP system, the yeah, horrible the, PVP, yeah, system? The PVP system. People oh my god, clamoring for that for like the <laughs> PVE side. Oh. And I'm like, all right, if you want like a preview of that, just play Blue Mage because Blue Mage is just pressing the same button over and over again until you get 1,000 needles. And then you're pressing the same button over and over again. Please please tell me those people are the focal minority. Please. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, it really does not feel like it. Uh, that's, I got that's Blue Mage to 50, and I thought it was pretty boring outside the whole like going in the overworld and hunting out the mobs. That part was fun, and I wish there was more of that. There's, but... like, too many in the dungeons. It's really weird. Yeah, there's so many. And they're like, Oh, really? I didn't realize how yeah. many there were in dungeons. I, I think more than as like a, uh, like, a solo limited job and stuff, but yeah. how much stuff you actually need groups to get your spells for is actually kind so, of no, annoying. That's weird it, because the, if over half of them are in dungeons, yet you're not allowed to queue up, that seems a little weird. Like, you have to find a group. It's literally like down straight down the middle. I think only half the skills are found in the open world. The other half are found in either dungeons, the the job quest, or primals. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. Like I know that was the biggest pain point for me is I got to level like twenty something and I realized that in order to get a couple more skills to get to my next tier or whatever, I was like, oh, I need to now start doing dungeons. This is weird. Yeah. So, and but the funny thing about Blue Mage is that how like stupidly strong it is. Um, if you have like just throw Mighty Guard up, which gives you like a forty percent damage reduction, and you just spam one thousand needles, you can take down mobs that are ten, twelve, like fifteen levels higher than what you are. Really? Yeah. Like oh, that's. Geez. I was in uh, Northern Thanaland farming uh, the level forty nine mobs, and I was like level thirty five, and I like. I mean, it was dicey. Sometimes, like, I would need 3,000 needles, and I would cast it four or five times before it actually killed the mob. But as long as you have a healer chocobo, you can't die because you have white wind, which heals you for 
all of your HP. Well, I heard that they were going to yeah. nerf the Chocobo's usefulness or something. Or no. I don't know. I heard that people were saying, oh, you better level now while your Chocobos are still good. Oh, oh I no, think no, they're no. talking about the uh, XP, the companion yeah. XP. Oh, okay. Are they getting as much as Blue Mage is getting? Uh, uh, pretty close to it. It's, you're getting a lot. Normally uh, you get like... Oh, man, I should take advantage of like that then. My Chocobo is only like, like 12 or 13. you're getting like 15,000. Yeah, my Chocobo is not maxed out. Maybe I should... Uh... Oh, my God. What are you doing with your life? I don't know. You've yeah, had uh... years to level it in a stable. It's like... Oh, I don't put it in stable. I don't. Literal gears to level it in a stable. <laughs> no, I've, I use it in the open world to level it. I use it when I level, like when I do, because I level every job all the way, right? So then when I do like daily hunts and stuff, I take out my Chocobo and do it that way. So I'm like, I, I use like I 13 to 14. I with um, doing maps is how I leveled mine, and that leveled pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, that works too, I guess. I don't know. I think our caller decided not to call anymore. I guess oh. we... We said what he wanted to say. Sorry, call, you can still call in and talk about your <laughs> yeah, opinion. Like, talk. tell us how you're experiencing Blue Mage and and uh, what you know how you feel about it. We'd still like to know. But uh, you've only got a couple minutes to change your mind because uh, this is we're gonna wrap we're, up here. Yeah, we're pretty much here at the end of the show. Um, I don't know if anyone has so, any. Yeah, last but basically, words like my thing about Blue Mage is I was having a lot of fun with it, and then I got to like even with the grind. It's like yeah, it took like it took like two hours to get from like thirty to fifty, which was a long time because I wasn't using the exploit. I was just leveling it normally. And uh, like I was having fun. I was going to go and like learn all the spells and stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm like, like I can't use this for anything except to do more blue mage stuff. And why would I want to put myself through 50 Garudas, 50 Ifrits, <laughs> 50 Leviathans? If you're lucky. More like 99 Garudas in it. The but, same yeah. reason I painstakingly go out every Pokemon Go day to try to get shinies for no reason other than they're pretty. What's the point yeah. of a shiny? I asked my girlfriend the same thing. What is the point Sirin of a shiny? Sirin says that to me every time. He's like, what's the point of a shiny? Is it better? Is it bigger? Does it like do more damage? Does it have different it moves? It looks cool. And I'm like, no, it's just pretty. And he's like, then why are you wasting your time? But Nika, shinies like aren't pretty most of the time. Yeah, and sometimes they they're, sometimes they're not. And I was like, I was like, it's for the collector collectability of it. And I guess that's what Blue Mage is. It, it calls to those people. I'm curious now. Ask all the people who are getting 100% completion on Blue Mage if they either play Pokemon Go or they have to collect all the mounts and all the minions as well. Because I think that's the kind of people that that like this job i think i think right now it's everyone's just trying out because it's something new to the game it's a limited job it's something different right but how I many think, people I are going to 100 it i know i think in a couple months after like the hype or a couple weeks really yeah i was gonna say couple months i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know why i said months but like a couple weeks from now once all like the initial hype nostalgia stuff drives dies down i think that's when you'll know and i think that's when you should ask the question <laughs> really you should like poll people and like be like come on like what kind of person are you what kind of gamer are you yeah, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got our caller back. Uh, we have uh, Giga Pantsu of Excalibur wanting to talk in about Blue Mage. Uh, Giga, are you here? Sure am. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, so I'm pretty sure mostly got talked about, but just that's okay. Tell us how you've been experiencing and what you've been thinking about Blue Mage. Uh, I think it's just it, I kind of finished it in just three days, including the carnival. And, uh, you look through all the abilities, and about 20 of them all do the same thing yeah. outside of the carnival. They They're have just the all AoE abilities that do 130 potency. Wow, really? 
Yep. Yeah, they're, but they're different elements, which is important for the carnival. But so outside of it, your rotation is just Glower and Song of Torment and Offguard. And it it just seems rather like there, there's no way they could ever turn this into a normal job eventually down the road. Right, because like in the carnival any... elements matter, right? But we know that in the overworld content, like no elements have ever mattered. Correct. Okay. Yeah, the elements don't matter. So with them all doing about 130 potency, uh, it renders almost all of the abilities useless, except for Song of Torment, which is a unaspected dot. Um, yeah, like they're see, all that's, just AOEs. That's that's the thing. Like I feel like because like Yoshi was like touting this as like super like unbalanced. It's gonna be so crazy. We don't know what's going on. But then they just like kind of you know slam that whole balance thing back in blue mage's face and yeah. it's like they're like it's so samey like a lot of the spells like if you're gonna if you're gonna contain it and it's like little little tiny corner of final fantasy then just let them go hog wild and have all kinds of crazy spells that who knows if they're actually good or not but they just do random shit like why 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 wouldn't you do that like flying frenzy is pretty funny to use but i I don't really see any purpose of it, you know, existing. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's 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 the one that where you like basically jump and jump towards an enemy. Yeah, you you jump towards them, but if it didn't have a cast time, I could see that being a nice gap closer. But it has a cast time for ability that just basically moves you to the top. Yeah. Mm. Well, did you? I mean, you said you finished it pretty much in like three days. Did you enjoy those three days at least? Was it fun? Like, do you think this was a good idea, or do you think they should have just said, "Let's not put Blue Mage in if this is what it's going to be"? It was fun. Uh, the leveling, I never cared for leveling so i admittedly exploited the whole thing in mordona <laughs> but the the uh carnival itself was the because you did have to look at you know the element counters and kind of put together which of the aoe abilities you're going to use um but the learning abilities thing was tedious and not all exciting but it it, it kind of worries me that this is the template that they're going to use for any limited jobs uh, here on out. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you think that they should do more limited jobs? Is this something you think was, like, a good addition to the game? Or was it, like, this was kind of dumb, they should just not do anymore? It should go the way of Diadem. <laughs> just throw it to the side. They should add exist. more, but I think they need to expound on what sort of, uh, what the content is that you do. Like, having just the carnival, which is, it for 90% of it is very easy. Um, they need to expand on it a bit more. Maybe have some sort of group carnival content uh, where you do it with multiple blue mages rather than just um, something that yep. rewards something more than just allied seals and poetics that I'm already drowning in. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's it actually a really good yeah. idea. I like that idea. Yeah. They they did they did say something like when the level cap goes up and they continue to expand the carnival, the rewards will be different and they're purposely keeping the rewards simple for now. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the rewards get hopefully. Cause I feel like that was my first question is like, why would I do it? If the rewards are lame, like blue mage should right. have really cool right. blue mage specific, you know, stuff like, I mean, I personally, I've said this on the last episode. I don't really care for the way that they made the armor look for blue mage. And so it'd be cool if they had like different blue mage styled armor you could get from 
the carnival like stuff that because i mean i don't want to yeah i don't want to go yeah like from i like i really like the middle eastern style of 11's blue mage way more than i like the dapper style of the current blue mage we have because red mage already kind of fills that niche like we don't really need red mage and blue mage with this like dapper thing going on so i feel like the carnival should be used to get like more gear for blue mage going forward and maybe it will as we level up and the level cap increases for blue mage but i really don't want us to just be like oh no you get poetics from the carnival so now you can go buy blue mage gear with poetics like that would k- kill me like make okay. it something different but um, what, the problem, what good is the problem. a blue mage gear if you have to be blue mage to wear it <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up well you can use the caster gear from like from like coil but mm-hmm. kind of the one of the biggest slaps in the dick is the quest that you do that you do to unlock the carnival grants you full 130 left side. <laughs> so anyone, including myself, that farmed out coil gear because I had already tossed all that stuff long. Oh, time people ago. went and got it ahead of time. But I mean, is, yeah, is the dreadworm then, gear though any better than the gear you get? I think the, it depends the on the piece. I mean, you're not exactly doing savage readings to the mid max of the second. Yeah, and your, second, your secondaries don't matter at all. It's yeah, just that's the, true. the item level. So, yeah. the right side pieces were were cool to get, but the left side pieces were basically useless. And I'm kind of upset about that. That the gear that they give you is 130 at the end of that quest. Mm, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Great. Well, someone in chat said they should re- replace strife with the porcelain girl. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's just our, our resident troll. Don't worry about him. He's okay. always here. <laughs> that just his second account. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, All right. Well, thank you very much for the call, Giga Pansu. Yeah, no problem. You guys take care. Yeah, you too. All, All right. right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Any final words for the patch? Anyone's feelings? Anyone excited for Eureka Hydrados coming out in 4.5? Yeah, coming out 4.55. I openly refuse to do Eureka content. I'm still in Pyros. Like, I want to go back and do it now, again, that there's, like, drought. But I I don't know. Like, I just... I got really confused with all the Logos actions, and I know that it's actually going to matter more in Hydatos. So I'm not I'm not sure how I'm going to... What I'm going to do. Um, I'm not really excited for it just because of how it I, I was excited after animos but then pagos and then pyros happened and so there's some people hopeful because it's like the group dungeon yeah i am interested in what the public raid thing is going to be and i know we've talked about this on a couple but different we, episodes but yeah i mean we did something in diadem it sounds really similar so i'm not really that my hopes aren't that high yeah i don't know right because because didn't diadem have that that like almost like raid within the it had an emergency raid. missions yes what i mean like it was like the the boss that dropped the really good pink loot. Remember the pink weapons with the... The ethereal shit? Yeah, with the crazy stats. Yeah, I've only done like... DNN 2 one time, so I don't really know what they... <laughs> oh, yeah, no. There was this this thing where you could do this... Um, If you farmed the boss, you could get a weapon that was the same item level as, like, Savage Raiding. Like, top but it had it random is. stats on it? Is and, it an and... emergency mission? Was that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, yeah. But, the, but the stats, because they're random, could actually be better and more abyss than your raiding weapon. Yeah. So if you, if you were really, really lucky... You could get this crazy weapon that was like absolutely well, insane. I mean, that's kind of cool though that they actually had something super RNG. They don't have enough of that in this game, I feel like. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Absolute Virtue is supposed to show up in Hydados. Oh yeah, they did show that. Yeah, uh, our old friends. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to relive that nightmare. Like, I mean, y'all know my nightmares of how I was part of like one of the top 
fighting FF11 Endgame link shells and how like, oh yeah and you we exploited spent... and you, uh, no did I did not but we That's no right. but we lot. spent so much time trying to figure out how to kill absolute virtue and we would like you would have like level one characters like training it out and then dying so that it wouldn't despawn and then like we'd have people just like trying to do like I fought absolute virtue for hours at a time and not killing it and it was like the worst so like thank you square enix for bringing this horrible horrible memory back to me i'm so excited to see absolute virtue in the game i'm actually playing and enjoying now i don't need to relive that misery but yay yay real quick um i think we're all confirmed that we're getting gunblade as one of the new jobs yeah is it pretty much confirmed that we're the second job is going to be dancer no no not at all the only person uh, yeah. who said that was the leaker who was right so far. He's been right about everything so far, yeah. Yeah, they're, um, they're, yeah. the guy who's been right about everything so far did say it was a dancer, but uh, he didn't say what dancer's role was. So yeah. I don't know if it's I would a be I'm assuming we'll get a hint at the European Fan Fest next month, so you know, in a couple yeah. of weeks we'll hopefully the, hear about that. The, the popular theory is Gunblade Tank, Dancer Healer. But like I, Dancer has to be a healer but, for getting Gunblade. But a, but a lot of people thought we wouldn't get two DPS last expansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Square Enix yeah, doesn't we, understand. We didn't have a leak for that either, though. Uh, we, we, but the jobs were leaked, actually, ahead of time, but the roles I, were not. The, the, were, the jobs were leaked because people managed to find it in files. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, hope Gunblade I mean. is a tank, because the game needs more tanks. It, so I would really like to see a Gunblade tank. I'd play it. I'll probably stick to I my would dark try it out. I'll try it out. I'd, I'd love to try it out, whether it's the tank or a DPS, honestly, just for the aesthetic of that job. But um, I think if I tank, I'd still stick with Dark Knight, as, you know, overall. I mean, Paladin's <laughs> always been my love, even since 11, so I don't know if I would ultimately change, but if it's really fun, I mean, I, I would consider Warrior, I love tanking, but I'll have to see about Gunblade. You know what? Warrior just doesn't, in this game, for some reason, Warrior just doesn't appease. I don't, it doesn't feel to me. Oh. I don't know why. You want to know what's funny is normally I'm the Sword of Shield guy. In every game I've played, it just seems like when I played this game, like I really like that warrior, mostly for Felcleave. I'm gonna be honest. Felcleave is fun. Felcleave, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I think that's pretty much our show. Um, all right, and on a good note, Nika, give us that energy. Don't be like, <laughs> I know, I'm losing all my energy. Sora, yeah. Sora. <laughs> I know well, I'm, I'm losing it now it. because I, I'm still really bad at outros, as we learned from last time. Um, you just have to believe. I just have to believe in the hearts and the friendship and the, the light. Um, Open the door. Go. Go wide the Jump gate. Strife. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it, guys. Go <laughs> wide the gates. <laughs> and cause it's a calamity. Hearts. Wait, what? Oh, God, the crossover. <laughs> Uh, I hope this crossover. Be hilarious. All right, so uh, I do want to thank Dante and Strife for coming very last minute um, because I've been sick and have really dropped the ball on this episode. So thank you both for being here. I'm surprised Juxta was even here. We really had no idea if we were actually doing a show today. So I'm so glad that we were. I don't even think I told anyone on uh, on Facebook or Twitter that we were actually even going to be here. So the fact that we've got almost 60 people watching right now is pretty good. Um, I mean, if you saw my tweet, it's like, surprise, we're doing a show. Um, we will, our next show will be probably within the week or two weeks after the European Fan Fest. So please, um, 
keep a lookout. Hopefully, Twitter or Facebook will have it posted much earlier than five minutes before the show goes live. So you should be able to find us. We'll be doing a European FanFest show and a Japanese FanFest show um, talking about all the stuff that's revealed there. So uh, no, LBR is not dead. We are still here just on a monthly basis. So uh, please stick around. So uh, again, I've got uh, Strife and Dante. I guess I'm going to let you guys... Uh, I mean, I know Strife was on the last show, but Strife, if you want to, again, tell people where to find you, you can, if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, uh, I think, just Strife in the Limit Break Radio Discord. I'm uh, StrifeX, hashtag 1141 on battle.net. And on Twitter, it's StrifeX24. Uh, and Twitch as well, StrifeX24. So if you guys want to reach out to me through any of those channels, feel free anytime. And Dante, I know you're uh, starting up your Twitch channel soon. Would you like to give a little plug? Uh, sure. Let me go ahead and link in the chat real quick. Say it on the podcast, too, because... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Twitch channel's name is it's kind of funny. Well, it's an internal joke with uh, my friends is uh, John Elsting. It's it's a pen name from high school, um, and there is in the chat right yeah. there. All right. Great. Cool. Um, and I'm from Gilgamesh, and my Discord, if you want to reach out for any reason, is uh, Dante Osaka hashtag one one two two. Awesome. Well, I am so glad, and of course, we know where to find uh, Limit Break Radio at limitbreakradio.com. Um, on any of the cool little podcasting places where podcasts go live. I don't know. However, any had it set up, that's where they post now. Um, also, yeah, I have no idea. Google Play Music, <laughs> iTunes. Uh, I actually don't know other Spotify. than iTunes where it goes to. Google Play Music, it's definitely there. If you guys have that. Cool, um, good to know. I, I, and I don't know. This the is third, what, he's, the, he's, the one, inter- he's the Stitcher. inter-host. He's the inter-host. Stitcher? Is it, Stitcher? Is it on? Stitcher stopped working, so I don't know about that. Okay. Well, it's definitely on Google Play Music and iTunes for sure. Cool. Awesome. And we also have Facebook, Limerick Radio, Twitter, um, all those cool places. So, uh, yeah, I still don't have a cool outro. I know. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I need to really think of one. But anyway, so for uh, <laughs> my co-host, Juxta, and guests, Dante and Strife, I'm Nika. Get hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3. Peace! Awesome. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Limit Break Radio LLC. This episode was produced by Juxtaposition and Nika Kayanian. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening music in this episode is by Hink Geek and A. Himitsu. Find more of their music at SoundCloud.com slash Hink and SoundCloud.com slash A-Himitsu. Closing music in this episode by X-Tan. Find more of their music at SoundCloud.com slash X-Tan-DNB. Both tracks are provided for free under a Creative Commons license by Free Music House. Find more copyright-free music at YouTube.com slash Free Music House. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by the generous Twitch subscribers at Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 